Shut up and sit down. This is Sparta! I give this fight to breathe. No fuck where I'm going. Cut cord with cell phone to hold me. Patches on my shirt. Dirty black jeans. Duct tape shoes. Break next speed. Patches in my backpack just in case. Padlock fat. Chain to my waist. Snake and bike to Safe from the bust. Steady like a gun. Sling a belt in the... You are listening to another sweet episode of the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Make sure you have nothing better to do for a while because this is a long one. These guys just won't be quiet. I'm telling you, tip of the day, a smile will gain you 10 more years of life. It's science. Look it up. when i think you've said the stupidest thing ever you keep talking hi welcome to the dial podcast i am jake von during and today i'm here with lance epler lance romance in the studio in the studio, studio. In studio. <laughs> you're gonna say something over there <laughs> i'm waiting for it <laughs> here he comes <laughs> and to his right mr evan price i can actually hear out of my right ear now oh. that's gonna be my intro <laughs> Wow. I can back hear right you out of both ears. Yeah. yeah. That's going to change this whole podcast. This is. I can actually hear the last like two podcasts. I haven't heard a word you guys are saying. I'm just saying things and hoping that they just fit yeah. into the situation well. it works well, out so. better that way. I just watch Matt's facial expressions. I'm like, oh, okay, that was okay. good. Okay, yeah. good, good. And to his right, Mr. Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? How are you guys doing? You, you guys look good today. You look good. Uh, doing good. Yeah, yeah they, mm-hmm. look, they look surprisingly. They it's yeah. more important to Super. look good. Absolutely. Than to feel good. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially when you're like a radio voice, you know? Just as long as the voice sounds good. It doesn't matter what it looks like. <laughs> All right, let's get started on our back pedal. Lance, you had a crazy oh. weekend. I want to start with you. you Bring it. Backpedal for there's, us. There's two exciting backpedals here. I know. And, start it's, with... and it's not on this side of the table. <laughs> so. We can make ours quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, these will be quick. Uh, I had a big week. So first off, last week, uh, Monday, after we recorded the podcast, I did the first uh, PIR uh, circuit race yes, of the year. Yep. And Jake was actually out there uh, taking photos. It was pouring rain for the <laughs> whole race, which made the race quite miserable and uh, not very fun, very wet. Uh, it, it's not a very long race. Um, I, I think we did. I think we did ten or eleven laps of a two-mile circuit. Twelve. You guys got. Oh, they added it. on an extra lap for you guys. No, two That's extra right. laps, if I'm not mistaken. You were yeah. supposed to do ten, and then they added two because the. Uh, the one, two, threes caught you. In, yes, that's yeah. right. So I was racing in the Masters uh, four, five uh, group, and we, I had three or four teammates in there. And mm-hmm. before the race, I said, "Look, I'm um, I'm here for you guys. I will chase down moves. I will try to lead somebody out. I'm just gonna, you know, uh, I'm not I'm not gonna go for it myself." And so, um, I, which which I was happy to do, which made it fun to do because every time a move went, man, I like bolted to chase it down and we yeah. closed yeah. down unless it was a teammate i let him try to get away <laughs> but here's the thing at some point you need to you need to score some points yeah it, it, yeah that's true but so, it's hard I, to score more points during those weekly races than it is during the weekend yeah, road races. i know but then you're leading people out on the weekend as well right <laughs> P- so. pir points <laughs> what is 
how do PIR points work out? The the monthly series points are what uh, go towards. So it's less points, points per race, obviously. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. got it. So you have to do well in the whole series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there was there were six of you out there. Up there were six of us. Yep. And um, uh, we kept making moves. We kept trying to go, but it wasn't. Nobody was really getting away. Nobody eventually got away. So it all kind of stayed together. We got neutralized with the lap to go because. The one, two, three field, which was yeah. flying, um, caught us. Yep. Which was which was all fine. Um, it came down to the end. I was actually feeling really good and mm-hmm. probably could have really gone, but um, with a half a lap to go, a mile to go, I heard my teammate Mike Guyvan yell, "I'm on! I'm on your wheel!" I'm like, "Okay, good." So I'm not going to do this for myself. Um, Mike's on my wheel. Super strong and super fast. Too. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, one uh, Team Oregon guy tried to get away, and we let him dangle out there about 100 meters. And with, oh, 1K to go or so, I just decided to just go. He hammer. downshifted, dropped I just, the hammer. I just went as hard <laughs> as I could to close that down and hopefully pull Mike with me. I knew we would pull everybody else, uh, which mm-hmm. was also just fine. So... I blasted out. Um, they didn't quite stay on my wheel, but they were close enough that they they got up to me. I got Excellent. around that guy. Um, and <laughs> Poor uh, guy. You know how demoralizing oh my that gosh. is? <laughs> he thought he had a shot, and we just blew past him. Yeah, it, but you know what? I think he's got to do it. You know, a lot yeah. of people, it's like, that's, oh, that's that was your shot. Yeah, that's, that's your shot. Yeah, that's right? the like, move the right there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like... If you're not a sprinter, right. that's... Oh, yeah. Evan's not a sprinter, right? Like, what's the best thing for him to do? Go with a mile, you right. know, mile to go. Go with 20 miles to go. A thousand to go or a mile to go, something like that. He needs to go, so... Good on that guy for going for yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. So I went really hard around that last corner, and with like 400 meters to go, um, they they were all on me, which was great. Um, Mike Guyvan went around me. Uh, our other teammate, Alan Plank, was two wheels behind him, and Alan Plank. Alan threw down a sprint. Pulled it off so, and won. Here we go. This <laughs> is a this is a big moment for the triathletes out there. He's a triathlete. Alan Plank can actually sprint yes. everybody. <laughs> and, he, and I've known that for a while. Because if, if you remember any ride we go on him with, you hit a downhill. Alan doesn't just yeah. descend well. He explodes he out go. of that. Like I mean, the guy can put down some pretty heavy, heavy wattage. He's the guy that he can climb on a TT bike. Yep. Like it's nobody's business. And yeah. it always just blows me away. I'm like, man, you ride that thing just like yeah. it's a freaking road bike. He's a strong dude. I'll, I'll like, say this. I, um, I had, I had pretty much counted Alan out, um, during the race because he kept going to the front. He yeah. kept pulling. Oh, yeah. that. He kept pulling the whole field. And I thought, okay, I'll just, we'll just let him work. Me and Mike are back here. Mike's on my wheel. I'll mm-hmm. let Alan work. And no, Alan pulls off the win. So. I remember like yeah. it was like lap four or five. I finally hollered at him like, Alan, get off the front, man. <laughs> let somebody else do that. So yeah. I was super happy that Alan won. And mm-hmm. I think Mike was fifth and I was like dead last. And I was just fine with being yeah. dead last because I was able to lead those guys out. That's fine. So. If you did your lead out job, you should be dead last, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah if you're like sixth and you let out, you so weren't it, leading out hard it enough. Was, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun to be out there. Um, we have another race tonight and I I don't think it's going to rain. So it might be a whole lot more pleasant. This yes. is where like I need to, 
I need to pretend to be 30. <laughs> yes. You have to be over 30. <laughs> I was to talking raise with Lance anyway. last week that Mondays is the only even I can make for PIR and I am not 30. So, you know, you know. that's a that's a lame Speaking rule. I just want to I just want to go and say like, "Hey, I don't need a result." And then I'll just sit on the front all day so then everybody else can try and get results there <laughs> and I'll just be dead last. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I I did several races this week and I'll get to that, but I've never wanted to be 50 years old more in my life. <laughs> I want to be 50 so bad because I just would have done so well in that 50 field. And I'm I'm almost 49, so next year my racing mm-hmm. age will be 50. So I'm, yeah. I'm really looking forward to next year when I can <laughs> race as a 50-year-old in almost everything. But So that was PIR race. That, which was, was, that was race fun. one. That was race, race number one. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, Jake and I went out for a gravel ride. Oh, we yeah. had a great time. I almost... Stole one of his KOMs. I tied his KOM. <laughs> wow! Uh, back in um, back in Lackamas Park. So that was that was kind of fun. And then you guys climbed up Lake Road fast that day. We did on our gravel bikes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're out on this ride, and it's kind of funny. Like we we hit the trailhead together, and Lance is just gone. I'm like. All right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm riding like a brand new bike. I'm trying to shake it down, trying to figure out the air pressure, tire pressure. And like and Lance, Lance is like just to gone. <laughs> and he gets, I, I finally Thanks, catch Lance. up to him. He's like riding around in circles waiting for me. He's like, oh, sorry, I was holding 350 watts. I'm like, oh, okay, now, now it makes sense. And so we get to the park and the same thing. We hit the first little climb. He's gone. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I'm probably going to lose that KOM because he's on a cross bike. And I did this like five years ago or four years ago on a mountain bike. And Lance is gone. <laughs> so yeah. it was pretty fun. I was trying to hold big watts yeah. for like he was doing his opener. seven minutes. Yeah. I was. Yeah. So mm. and and no, I did not get any of Jake's KOMs. <laughs> I tied one of them, even though I like <laughs> pretty good. A K- How long was the KOM? Uh, it was like two minutes, 17 oh, okay. seconds. And the other okay. one was like nine and a half minutes. Ooh. Did you tie the nine no, and a half minutes? One? I, oh, okay. I missed Jake by, uh, like 20 seconds on the nine and a half minute one. Yeah. So. Yep. You were moving. I was happy. I was happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, day after that, we went for another team ride. We did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Matt was there. We just were missing Evan. We, yeah, I know. We had the, I we know. Had, we had I saw the picture. Of the I know. Yeah. That was awesome. That was that a, was Thursday actually. Was, that was Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. It's I was I was on the trainer yeah, after Thursday. work looking at that picture. Very envious, but yeah, <laughs> that was a beautiful day. But that was road bikes, and it was a beautiful day, and we did some hill climbing. And it was in the seventies, wasn't it? It was sunny it was too. Just, it was beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, we dropped the hammer a couple times. <laughs> just there you go, playing bikes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know that backside. What was that? The um, part of that uh, they called the. Vantucky ride that they put together. Yes. Oh, the Vantucky hustle. Oh, the, yeah. You guys did hustle through the hustle. We, me yeah. and Jake motored through that section. I do love that loop, by the way. Yeah. If we, you want to hammer, that's an awesome loop. If I had that through. up on my Strava, I think we could have got that. I think, that right. I think we missed the KOM on that by like two or three seconds. We did. That's it's, impressive because I was there the day that we set that KOM yeah. and I will t- we were like everybody was going tunnel vision on that ride. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was like four. I think it was me, Mike Myers, uh, Dustin, Dustin yeah. and there was one other guy from Portland with us. Is that the one where you were like, you tried to jump off the yeah. front and then, <laughs> and they then just... Mike just brought me back in before the sprint and then they blew me up on the last yeah. sprint. Like I thought for sure I was gone and Mike Myers decided I was not gone. So <laughs> yeah, me and Jake were really close to the KOM, but I did oh. no work. I sat on Jake's yeah. wheel that whole you time. You sat on Jake and then you sprinted. And then I sprinted. Which was awesome. But I still didn't get around Jake <laughs> oh, really? at okay. the sprint. So you sprinted I, to Jake's I wheel. Even, well, I mean, it was like six inches. I evened up with Jake to the, but that was, it. I did all not get it. I'm all out sprinting after he just pulled me for like two minutes. I'm like, oh geez. 
So yeah, it's a fun loop, fun. though. The big focus for me this week was the Obra Mountain Bike Cross Country State Championships. So that is what what was decided. That so yeah. So yeah. I had a decision last week whether I was going to do the uh, the state championship mountain bike race or whether I was going to do the gravel fondo because they were both on the same day. They both started at the same time. And so it was uh, kind of funny when I rolled into the starting shoot, um, somebody, and I really should know who it was, but I didn't recognize him. I didn't know what his name was. He's like, oh, Lance, too bad you didn't book your helicopter. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so obviously he recognized me. On the start yeah. Line. Yeah. <laughs> and we had talked about that last week. Yeah. And the reason he mentioned it is because the race was supposed to start at 10.15 and didn't start till 11. Uh. It was way late starting our what oh, happened there? Um, well, thank God you weren't planning on booking that helicopter. Yeah. You wouldn't have made yeah, it. They, were, they chip-timed it, and there were so many yeah. day of uh, race registrations. They had a hard time getting all the race registrations yep, they had to into get the, the system. Yeah. They had to get into That's the system. That's a nightmare. That is. So it delayed it by like 45 minutes. Mm. So, uh, But the race was super fun. Um, I competed in the uh, 40 to 49 age group, and it's all categories except elites. So... All category one guys, anybody 40 to 49. Um, and me and Chris Surratt were in there, and we, we had several other teammates in there. We had several 50 plus teammates in there that we were all in there. And um, man, me and Chris just, it was a four lap race, three miles per lap, with almost 400 feet of climbing per lap. So there, were, there was like a two and a half minute climb right in the middle of it, difficult, steep. Technical. Yeah. 12 to 16 percent wow. grassy climb it had rained the whole Ooh. night before and so it turned out to be a bit of a mud bog there there was one downhill grass section that got really greased out in mud and people were going down in like significantly there were yeah. people crashing there all the time but there was an off camber line that was dry that nobody was taking oh my gosh i passed so many people taking that off camera line no i never (laughs) fell well how about chris was he hitting the same line so so in the first the first lap i was i pulled chris around uh we were like there was you know 75 people in this wave and we were like like in the top five people in this whole wave Mm -hmm. so the first lap i pulled chris around the second lap we were trading positions off and when we got to that downhill spot he was in front of me and he took the muddy line and as i'm going by on the left i'm like chris the line is on the left watch me (laughs) (laughs) and he's like oh man okay and so that really helped him because he ended up passing some guys on the third and fourth lap nice nice that's good stuff yeah so i was really happy that i was able to help chris for those first two laps lap three he pulled away from me and then strong right now yeah Yeah. and then uh i was gaining there was also this this grass downhill section that had several sharp corners in it and it was slick and man there were some there were some great lines through there and i was hammering to catch back up to chris and uh i caught some lap traffic and Mm -hmm. the lap traffic guy had kind of taken the outside in line and so i cut it shorter to like oh. get around the lap traffic and my front wheel just washed, washed out and I was doing did you take him out no okay but I was doing like 25 miles an hour Ooh. yeah on my 
mountain bike Dang. on the grass on a corner and seriously went down on my shoulder and slid for like 60 yeah. feet. Oh my <laughs> Slip God. and slide, yeah. yeah. Totally stained my New Jersey that I can't get the grass stain out of right now. Oh, yeah, that's ingrained into <laughs> yeah. the fibers of that yeah. <laughs> So when I went down, I lost two positions in the race, and I ended up being eighth out of like 25 guys. Or How's something your shoulder? Like you sore? No, no, no. I didn't get hurt at all. It didn't. I didn't hit hard. I mean, I like slid out went down and then just slid across the grass for yeah and the guy behind me is like oh dude i tried to get out of your way i'm so sorry and i'm like it's all good i just jumped up and kept going yeah but you know i lost a full minute by you know losing my momentum and losing speed and getting back on my bike and yeah. so i lost a few spots which was how was the helicopter ride? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so immediately after the race. <laughs> so immediately after the race, I had check results, make sure I wasn't anywhere close to needing to stick around. Take the, the oxy clean. Start getting the grass yeah. out. <laughs> and also realized, gosh dang it, if I was 50, I would have been on the podium. <laughs> By like minutes, I yeah. would have been on the podium. So, okay, I'm not 50. Move on. Um, <laughs> So yeah, then I jumped in my van. I left very early, and I headed to the Yam Hill Gravel. Wait, did Fondo. you actually? No, you didn't. Yes. Did you actually yes, make yes, it? Yes, he did. Did he actually make it? Well, I don't let him tell a story. Yeah, okay, so, okay, finish this. <laughs> what I did is uh, uh, because I was like two hours late from when the Gravel Fondo started. Yeah, and I knew where the course was, and I had the course downloaded. I just rode to the closest point where the course was. And I just jumped on course and just did the last 20 miles of the course. Did you have a number? I did because... Because I know you paid for it, but still, I mean... I, I went to the packet pickup the night before and mm. picked up my number and okay. talked to the race... Smart. I uh, yeah. talked to the race promoters and says, look, I'm looking at timing. I can do this, but I'm only going to do the last 20 miles, so please yeah. don't include me in the official results. Did you just pull off to the side at the finish or anything? Or No, so I when I went through the finish shoot, I stopped and said... Do nope. not include me in the official results. I only did right, the last right. 20 miles. They're like, oh, yeah, no problem. I okay, yeah, they all knew. They, they actually told me, like, did you hear what Lance is going to do today? <laughs> before, oh, they did. Yeah, before the ride, yeah. Well, because I talked to the, uh, the official yeah. when at Packet Pickup and said, this is my plan. Yep. So number 411, whatever my number was, don't include me. And, yep. and when I came through, she's like, oh, yeah, I saw you. I talked to okay. you. Yep. That's yep. like the <laughs> fastest cycling transition I've ever heard of. Yeah. That's an amazingly... <laughs> It's an amazingly quick from mountain bike to... So you went from the mountain bike to the gravel bike, yeah, right? Yeah, and it was like yeah. a 45-minute drive to the spot. Okay. Oh, that's then, not bad. Yeah, yeah, and then just jumped on my gravel bike. I caught Jake. With nothing. Then, <laughs> no, they, they were hours ahead of me. Yeah. I had actually gotten, from the race promoters, I knew about what time the fast guys and about what time the slowest guys were going to go through that corner. Uh -huh. And I realized I was an hour behind the slowest guys. Okay, let me like add a little bit to your story here. Like nobody knew if Lance was actually going to come because where we were at was in the middle of nowhere. There was yeah. zero cell yeah. service out yeah, there, right. and I couldn't even use the, the yeah. find my friends to see if Lance was coming. I couldn't <laughs> right. text him, couldn't call him, so I had no idea. And it, that was like the mystery question: Where's Lance? <laughs> Is Lance coming? <laughs> Is he coming? So we finished. We were there. We hung out. We got our post post race meal and all the other stuff that they provided. We were all chatting, and then I had to get going because my son had a baseball game. So mm -hmm. I I couldn't stay and hang out as long as I wanted to. So I packed up, got in the car, and I was rolling out. And there's and it still was like people. A 45 minute drive for you back. 
It was an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a lot further away than I thought it was. So as I'm leaving, there's still people coming in from the ride and I see an orange jersey. I'm like, that SOB. Yep. Sure enough, it's him. So I I jam on the brakes. Lance jams on the brakes and we back up to each other. We start chatting for a minute and I wanted to talk to him more, but there was cars coming whatnot. And I just said, real quick, how did you do with the mountain bike stuff? And I'm like, all right, go finish this thing up. We'll talk to you later. But he was all a muddy mess and like, oh, did you crash? He's like, yeah, but I'm okay. I'm Kept like, the same jersey. That, uh, that was going to be Tim my next good. question. Is, did he still have the same jersey? I didn't he change did. anything. I had a filthy, muddy <laughs> yeah. bibs on. That is awesome. Filthy, muddy jersey on, but it was not from the gravel yeah, ride. Yeah, cross-pollinated some this mud. This is impressive. <laughs> the mountain bike race. That is an impressive game. turnaround. God, so, cycling sounds like so much more but of a yeah, fun I sport. Couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't catch up with them um, just because I had to get going. So it was like kind of fun to hear the, the yeah. story now finally. Yeah. But, that was fun. But I, as I was leaving, after I saw you, I probably saw another five or six or seven people. So you probably passed a few people out there on course. I did. I passed a, about a dozen people on course. Yeah. And, and there was like a group of five or six guys that I just blew past on a descent. Because I was only doing yeah. 20 miles, so yeah. I hammered. worked it. I yeah. hammered it. Yeah. yeah. And so when I got to the finishing shoot, before going to the finishing shoot, I turned around and rode all the way back behind that group of guys and let them all finish ahead of me yeah. before I went into the shoot and said, don't include me. So I was... Those guys are probably like, oh, this guy's riding like he's got fresh well, legs I, or something. Well, I, mean, I, I knew like two of the guys because I raced yeah. with them and they're like, yeah. oh, there's Hepler. Hepler, how, why are you so <laughs> far back? What are you doing here? That's staying on the left side here. <laughs> So you're so, not even like sore today from that crash or anything? Are you okay? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, the crash it's probably a good was, thing it was slick grass, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people crashed because of the muddy bog stuff, but yeah, yeah. I read some race reports from teammates saying the same, like Jay Hamlin, his yeah, little he experience. Went down hard. Yeah. 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 Did you score? Jay, Jay was on the podium though, wasn't he? He was. He was. Yeah. yeah. Did you score any points? Good job, Jay. Yes. Uh, nice. It was double points yep. for state championship, and I was eight, so nice. we got That's big points. Yeah, I it, mm-hmm. I think ended up Dude. with like sixteen points I, for the team. I wonder how many yeah. points Dial got this week. It was close to two hundred just from so just from the cross country race. Yeah, so because so it was double much. points. Um, we had two first place finishes, and that right there was sixty points. So yeah, uh, two state champions. Robert Cummings repeated. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Actually, Good Jay job, Small Robert. did not win. He just posted something up yeah. contrary to what you just said. Oh. Yeah, because I think I, I, there there was a there was he, he was in the fifty age group and there was a fifty year old who had not put down his um, gender or something gender like that. and so and he was a good five minutes ahead of Jay and he was a fifty year old male so anyway um that's what I saw he was racing his second race um, let's see here the expert cat won during the awards and da 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 da. It's like, well, I struggled uh, whether to post this, but it's only podium shot here that I have. Um, so, yeah, he posted up a picture of him. Yes, it would appear that I am the proud owner of the Oregon State champion. Um, well, that cross country. So fantastic. I'll go through nice. and read the rest of it later, but I think I think they sorted something out, and Somehow. I think he may have actually gotten it after all. So awesome. yeah, We'll see. We'll yeah. figure that out. That's yeah. cool. That's so we exciting. had, I mean, we had a dozen guys a lot of wins. there mm-hmm. at, at the at the mountain bike race, which was super fun. Were so. you guys probably the most represented team? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We had quite a few people at Yam Hill too. Yeah, there was a bunch of people there And we too. probably had about 10 or 11, maybe 12 people there. I have to go back and double check. But um, there were a couple other teams that were pretty well represented. So the Planet X team had quite a few people there. Yeah, yeah. So then there was a fair amount of the therapeutics guys. Yeah. So. That's good to see. Cool. Anyway, that's mm-hmm. 
Again, how long is your backpedal? You're about, <laughs> about 20 like, minutes, 20, two, 20 two hours minutes. in. <laughs> you've, had, you've had longer, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> All right, Evan Price, backpedal for us. So I've got, um, this the, This last week was a good training week. I kind of got back into high volume, high intensity sort of stuff. So was a, I think I ran a little bit less than I was planning on, but I had a lot more quality in my runs this week, which was good. Good. But... We so on Saturday I was supposed to meet up oh, with yeah. this is I this, was terrible at ride coordination on Saturday. Is this where the apology comes in? Yeah, this <laughs> is this is the official on air apology. Yeah. Okay, good. So me and Matt were supposed to meet up on Saturday and then ride together out to Movement Revolution to pick up Scott McBeth and a friend of his. Yep. That was the plan. I also was coordinating that I was going to meet up with Dustin and David. And then Quinn also went out there with cool. us yeah. uh, to do the dialed route, uh, the dialed up route. Yeah. What I didn't know is that D- Dustin needed to vent some frustration apparently and wanted to try and take that KOM, the dialed up KOM. Oh. So it's what? It's like a twenty mile KOM, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like a, a twenty mile. Segment. It's like a thirty or forty minute effort, yeah, basically. Yeah. So who has that KOM? So who had that KOM was Jordan, and you were way up on the list too. So Jordan previously had that KOM. Now, the problem was is that going to the ride, I didn't know that this is what we were doing because I was not paying attention to a way too long text conversation. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, I'm just going to meet Dave and Dustin. We're just going to grab Matt and then go over to Movement Revolution. Right. That route was not anywhere near going towards Movement Revolution. Opposite direction, right? Yeah. yeah so fine. I tell Matt, okay, we'll just meet you up on 20th. Somehow we mistimed probably by like, a, a minute or two. It, yeah. mu- it must have been close. Plus, I was on my TT bike and all that stuff. I was on I'm, mine too. Were you t- oh, Don't okay. worry. Okay. I mean, I stayed out of the arrow basically the whole time because yeah. we were group riding. Yeah. But yeah. So we we miss Matt. I, I had a stoplight. I have to text Scott, hey, we're not going to Movement Revolution. Yeah. So I basically ruined the whole everybody's ride Cause, there. Because Scott had driven over there and was yeah. just like waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. No. So, so I made sure I texted oh, no. him. But <laughs> the the good news is everybody on this day got a good workout in. Oh yeah, that's the bottom line. Is everybody got a good workout <laughs> in. So, so so everybody was happy. But so me and Dustin, so David got his twenty minute power PR oh, wow. by a lot. Wow. He was like three. I could be wrong. He was like three oh eight, three ten wow. for he's twenty a, minutes. And he's lean, light and lean, me, and he's yeah. a beast. Me and David basically weigh the same too. So I mean that's he's, a that's yeah. a really and, and good watch to kilo. Yeah. Oh, really? And he's been dealing with allergy issues or yeah. something. Yeah. Because he had a great training block and then he hit these allergies and it kind of took him out. But he came mm. back and hanging on to this ride, he put out his 20 minute, you know, P, uh, uh, PR. So that's cool. we're going through the dialed up route and I know we're pushing a really good pace because Dustin said we're on pace and we hit the bottom of PAL. And Which I go the final climb, final climb like of it. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Miles. Were you guys going clockwise or counterclockwise? It's not the it's not mm-hmm. the Washougal Triple Crown. No, it's not, it's the, not, the, not the, the one that we used crown, to do yeah. like every Saturday yeah, morning. Yeah, the mm-hmm. segments only to the top of Powell. Yeah, it ends it ends right at the top of Powell. Not not the right. It doesn't include okay. the right. It's just at the top of Powell. So okay. it goes from the beginning of the Vancouver Hustle Loop. Okay. That that left that you take coming okay. up from Lackamas. Uh huh. And then it goes all the way from that exact left turn to uh, the top of Pal. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, and Jordan had had the the KOM before this, and I actually know the ride that Jordan did this on. It was when Dustin set his 10 minute uh, uh, power PR yep. prior. Yep. So we get to the bottom of Pal. We know we got like book it up, Pal. I go to shift into my small ring. 
I screwed up my DI2 when I put my bike back together and I'm <laughs> stuck in the big ring. So I'm like, wonderful. This is going to be a fun ride up pal right now. And luckily I was a, I still had the legs to be able to stay with Dustin. Me and Dustin basically finished together, but Dustin got that KOM by about a minute over Jordan there. Wow. Oh, wow. We were, I mean, we were pushing really hard through some of those segments. He had like, I think he was putting out like 370 for the entire like dialed up thing. 356. Wow. Yeah. 356 on it. Yeah. Wow. That's moving and grooving. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was our Saturday. And then I jumped off that, did a run. Uh, and then after that, Sunday was basically another almost century on the trainer, which was terrible. That's crazy. And then I ran 15 miles after that. And now I'm here after Matt kicked my butt in the pool this morning, which is probably what I deserved. So, yeah. Well, we were doing these sprint things. We had sprints from the block. We, yeah. We Matt was sprints. moving. Yeah. You know, um, it's interesting. Like, we get in the open water and you'll destroy me. I should, you should not, I should not be able to beat you in some of these sprints. So we gotta, we gotta work on that potentially. Yeah. We, we gotta figure maybe, out my sprint. Maybe. We, we yeah. can do it during the off season if we need to, but yeah. yeah. Well, on that note, Matt, why don't you back? But of course. Get fixed. <laughs> so yeah, my, I'm, I'm starting to get into some, a little bit more structured training for, you know, kind of build towards Ironman, which is going, you know, okay in some regards. I wanted to hit 15 hours for the week. I mm-hmm. hit almost 16 hours for the week. So I'm really All happy right. with that. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Um, w- one of those, one of those hours is a little shady cause it was basically like a run hike. Um, my calves <laughs> have not been cooperating with me. And so my long run yesterday got cut short. I've got to, I got to, you know, that's a major issue. It's a major hurdle to figure out. But so as far as parts of my training are going great, fantastic swimming. Well, I think I'm biking. Well, I biked mm-hmm. with you guys on Thursday. I climbed summer Hill, like pretty much as hard as I've ever climbed it. And I actually beat my was personal it? time. So you did, you set yeah, a PR. Wow. Yeah. I set uh, by a lot. It was like by 20 or 30 seconds. Well done, Matt. Yeah. And he and smoked I, me by like a minute. It wow. was, and it's, I was not going easy. It was one of those things <laughs> where it's like, I know. I think it's just steep enough. He can get you. Yeah. Smoked it's, me. It's a, it's a route where I can say like, Hey, if my weight's certain, you know, regard, then like I can probably potentially even go a little bit faster than that. But like I've done that enough over the years that I think like it's a kind of a decent benchmark. It means my biking's okay. You know, it's not bad. And then on Saturday I had another really good bike ride. We missed Evan on that bike ride, but you know, Mm -hmm. I did catch up with Scott and And you guys put down a good workout. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we had, um, we did, you know, I did 70 plus miles and still felt strong at the end, which was good. And we did kind of three by 20 minutes, which I think Evan was kind of like what you had in mind as far as that was, that, stuff. that was what I had in mind until Dustin was like, all right, let's just go absolutely yeah. as hard as we can for almost 40 minutes. Totally. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> that'll, that'll take the three by 20. I had <laughs> so mind. yeah, we were pace lining. You would have liked to take, we were pace lining through, you know, on TT bikes on flat stuff and we were going pretty hard and you know, I felt strong at the end, which was great. Um, so yeah, I feel like in some regards training is going well. You know, I'm happy to hit the hours and then the next two weeks are going to still be, you know, pretty big before I take a rest week. So, uh, just, you know, got, keep, got keep two of the three away. sports down. Just, we just got to figure out the third. Yeah. yeah. And, it's just and gonna, luckily the third is the one that you have the most history. in. Yeah. so yeah. I just I have to be patient with that. Yeah. So, yep. So try and keep my back pedal quick. Jake, how was yours? Not bad. Um, Lance already kind of went through a lot of mine already. Um, you went out to PIR and took a bunch yeah. of pictures, which is a lot of fun. I love doing that. And it was just, we got there half an hour before the first race with the juniors and i cool. stayed until the uh the 
Lance's race finished, which was actually ended up being the last race of the day. So yeah. I got to see everybody ride and race and got a lot of cool pictures of all of them. And you got finally, some good pictures of the juniors. I was looking yeah, at those yeah, pictures. I great. liked them. Yeah. Finally got the pictures posted up last night. I've just been finding little bits of time here and there to do some of the editing. But um, I the, the coolest part about that was um, I convinced my son to come out there with me. And I knew I just mm-hmm. needed to get him out there. And he's been kind of wanting to come out and just check it out. So I'm like, hey, listen, here's what we'll do. We'll get your bike because you got a new cross bike for Christmas. I'm like, we'll get your bike all set up, which I did. Got it all dialed in for him. And we'll take it out there. You don't have to race, but there's a cool place where you can go ride it around. He just needed to have some confidence on that bike because he's never ridden a bike with drop bars before. So mm-hmm. take him out there, got him set up, kind of pushed him off and just said, have at it, you know, wow. and not, not, cool. not like, you know, helicopter parenting him. Like, like if he crashes, he crashes, you know, if he runs into something, he runs into something, but he knew what he had to do and he went out and he did it and he had a blast and he made a couple of little friends out there and no he was way. out That's like, cool. right. He probably put in three or four miles on that bike, yeah. just riding around on the infield. And he was watching the races and he was asking questions. And that was awesome. He's like, Hey dad, can I do this next week? And I'm like, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. <laughs> so, and, that, and that was in the rain. That so. was in the it rain. Yeah. yeah. Do you that's think cool. it's, do you think it's time yet that we start like recycling some really exciting tour stages for him or some exciting <laughs> classics? We can start teaching him like, Oh, you know what? You After know. he does his first race, I think that would be appropriate yeah. to have him watch that because oh, then he'll God. like really, you know, yeah. fall in love with the sport. So, we're we'll taking, sprinkle it in. I'm taking him out there tonight. He's going to do his first official road race <laughs> tonight in the juniors category. For PIR? Uh, yeah. When, yeah. We're, when we're done here, i got to go out and take the uh, the knobbies off of his cross bike and put some slicks on there just so he's a little bit faster and just going to turn him loose for the three laps that they do. And he'll go put his almost six miles in and, and have a awesome. good time. So he's the first official race where he can actually – he'll get points for our team tonight. That's, that's really that's really yeah. cool. So that that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited about that. So. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, yeah, I got to do the the Shakedown ride on the new Cannondale uh, Super X. That was mm-hmm. uh, fun. That's a fun bike to ride. Um, got to do the little ride that, that Lance and Matt already alluded to. That was good times. So this is your new cyclocross bike? Correct. So, so it's interesting, like just for people that are new to the podcast, uh, Jake has, I don't know, 100 bikes in his garage. None of them are his, <laughs> you know, none of them are his. But like, you know, ever since I've known him, he's kind of really only had like one bike, maybe two bikes. And it's like, you have all this stuff at your disposal, but it's kind of cool that, you know, he only has one bike. You have like three bikes right now. I have three bikes that's, right now. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I mm-hmm. might have like four or five though before the year's over. Well. My wife's going to listen to this and punch me in the nose. But yeah. Yeah. Um, because after doing the, the Yamhill race this past weekend, I, I quickly learned that I need to get an actual like gravel bike because yeah. cross bikes are great and all until you spin out like going 20 to 30 miles an hour. You're just like, yep. all right, I can't pedal any anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm like at 140 <laughs> cadence here and I'm not going anywhere. And guys with, you know, the two by drive trains are just bombing by you on the descents. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll just get in that tucked position. I'll use my, my heavy body as the, um, the driving yeah. factor to make me just try and catch the them. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it was a super fun bike to ride. It climbed really well. It handled mm-hmm. really well. It's not a twitchy bike at all. So it's a very stable platform, but, um, I, I did find on some of the flats and the descents, it's just like I'm spun out. So yeah. I, I, I lost some, some ability there. Can you kind of sprint on it? Is it, is it um, responsive enough or? Yeah, I dropped three or two guys at the end. There you <laughs> so, go. Yeah, that works. <laughs> and I knew that cause the, like you had to come up one last little climb and then it, mm-hmm. it, it um, comes out, crest the top and then the downhill, it's a, just a very gradual downhill, like maybe like a one, I don't even, I wouldn't even say it's 2% great downhill to get to the finish Majestic i'm like all right yeah i've got to attack on this uphill part because you can't tell if the guys in your category because i was racing in the the men's 40 to 49 mm-hmm. and i'm like all right these guys look like they're close to my age um i'm, I'm gonna get after it right now and i'm gonna get over the top well before them and i'm just gonna 
you know, get low and, and get into my lowest gear and just hammer to the finish. And by the time I got to the finish and looked back, there were probably three, 400 meters behind me. So I'm like, Oh, I can yeah. kind of sit up now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But yeah. Um, had they stayed with me, they probably mm-hmm. could have outpedaled me because I was spun out coming down that last stretch of road. So, yeah. But, um, Anyway, I on Friday got to ride my mountain bike. I rode all of my bikes this week, which was fantastic. <laughs> when, was the, when was the last time you rode? I mean, has there been a week that you've ridden a mountain bike, a gravel bike, and a road bike in one week? Uh, yeah, but it's been it's been a long time. Yeah, it's probably no joke. It's probably been God, I don't know, probably about two years. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, man, year year and a half somewhere in there. So it's been a long uh-huh. time. But I, I haven't done it obviously since I got hurt. Yeah, by the car. But um. What was cool about taking the mountain bike out, um, a lot of people don't know, but it was Friday was National Bicycle Day. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I have to go out. I have to ride. And I wanted to ride the mountain bike because I'd already ridden the cross bike and I knew I was going to be riding the um, the road bike on on Sunday. So I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. taking the mountain bike out today for National Bicycle Day. And that was fun. Um, but the the Yam Hill, that was my, my key ride for the week. Yeah. And got all um, set up, drove down there, got there about an hour and a half early because I knew that there was ultimately going to be people that had questions for me and needed mm-hmm. help and whatnot. And, and there was a little bit of this, that, and the other. And we, uh, all the teammates kind of came together. We warmed up together and, um, we had some new people out there, which was kind of neat too. Um, got on course. There was a lot of people there. It was a, it was a pretty well attended. I mean, there could have been more, but I, for a first race that nobody knew nothing about, it was well attended. Mm-hmm. And, Oh my gosh, Zone 5 knocked that one out of the park. Yeah, they did a good job. That was a spectacular venue. I can't I've I've used this word about way too many times, about 20 times. It was stunning. The the course, the venue, everything was just insanely awesome. Um, yeah. it was beautiful. It was like it this like really like really nice like um it was kind of like a barn area was where you It was like an outdoor were, pavilion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Right on a river. Right on a river it, with a big grassy area and tables everywhere. Super scenic. Everywhere you look, it was just stunningly beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. you, it's just like, man, I, I couldn't have like had like CGI capacity to create something more beautiful than this. So, yeah. um, you know, we got out there and they, they let us go and it was a huge group of people that went out in the, the Grande course, which was the biggest course, 60 miles. Yeah. Um, about 51 or 5,200 feet of climbing. And mm-hmm. so there was a lot of dicing in the beginning. Um, we got about four and a half miles into it. And it was one of those situations where you're watching the people in front of you and somebody kind of like, like moves a little bit to the left, right at the last minute you look down like, that's a giant ass pothole. <laughs> I tried oh. to bunny hop it and I don't have those skills right now because I can't pull up really strong yeah. with my shoulder oh. yet. Got the front wheel over it just fine. Back one caught it and burped. Um, burped oh, flatted. really? Uh, yeah. So I rode four miles in, four and a half miles in. So I rode for probably no joke about, and I'm riding every time like I pedal down hard or I hit like a bigger piece of gravel. I can, I can feel the, the, the rim hit, hitting. I'm like, this really sucks. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, all right, is the ceiling going to hold? Because I just changed over to tubeless. Uh-huh. Is the ceiling going to hold? Um, and if so, um, you know, can I just put some air in it? Or did I do something to the tire? Am I going to have to put a tube in there? So I finally get to the top of a climb, and I had to slow down a little bit. Um, and I didn't want to stop right there because it wasn't a good spot to stop, and all these people were right there. And I finally get to the top, and I pulled off, and I hit it with a bunch of CO2. And, after, you know, you've still got to take out your saddlebag. you got to pull all your crap out. Yeah. you got to hit it with the air. you got to get all stuff. you got to put minutes, your, yeah. Yeah, it was about that at least. And yeah. then I finally got rolling again. And um, – it, it, the CO2 just, it, it didn't quite fill it up as much. It kind of was leaking a little bit. That's a long story. It was yeah. User error. Um, <laughs> uh, I was just trying to hustle too much and I just made it a small mistake. And so I start riding again. So I've got this nozzle though that you screw on to the stem. 
mm-hmm. right? And so I, I go to screw it off and I put it away and, and um, start riding again. Well, the valve core, and basically you've got the valve that comes up and there's a valve core that you can unscrew. Yeah. And generally you unscrew that to put the sealant in there. It just creates like a straight shot down into the, the tire. And then you put the valve core back in there and that's what actually regulates the air going in and out. Well, the valve core, when I was unscrewing the, the CO2, I think it backed out a little bit and it allowed for a slow leak. So... Oh. I went from being at like 38, 40 PSI, and then I started riding, and I could feel it like squishing down a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and then I hit another freaking pothole and burped it again. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) so again, and like this time I'm like in the middle of nowhere, and Uh I'm I'm, and I was trying to chase back on to catch people. So you know, if I'm wanting to hold like 280 to 310 watts, and now I'm chasing on like 375 to 400 watts trying to catch the group that I was riding with, and then I'm dealing with another flat, and I pulled over and. Um, you know, one of the, the SAG Sport uh, motorcycles was on course and he rolled up and he's helping me just trying to sort things out. Nobody had a pump. So get some CO2 and I hit it again and it filled up and I made sure that the valve core was as tight as possible. And that time it actually ended up holding and I was good mm-hmm. for the rest of the ride. Um, but still in the process of those two flats, I mean, that's six to 10 minutes that I probably lost right there. So yeah. I, I lost my group. I'm riding solo and twice I tacked back on to try and catch people. And you probably shouldn't be doing that to tack back on stuff unless you're like yeah. within a certain range and you know just being a knucklehead wanting to get back with people that I can ride with because there is an advantage of riding in a group. You're going to get that draft benefit. It just didn't work. So um, I just kind of settled down and, and started just to try and find a single rider here and there to ride with. And you know they would drop me on the downhill because I didn't have the gearing and I would drop them on the uphill because they weren't as strong. And um, yeah. eventually I started to get some of those little pre-cramped things and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, right, well, I've got to stay hydrated. I'm drinking my fluids. And I know that there's a, uh, a rest station coming up at about mile marker 40. I'm like, I'm going to refill my fluids there and I should be good. Um, you know, I was doing like little stretching things. For the last the 20 miles or whatever yeah. that would have so, been from there. So yeah. I hit the rest station. Oh, where's your water? I need to, I need to get water real quick. And like, oh, we just, we just ran out. We just, we just, <laughs> oh, the, five no. minutes ago, the water was gone. And we just handed out the last uh, Coke that we had. I'm like, oh, the Coke. Oh, the Coke would have been perfect. Oh, the Coke would have been. Yeah, I would have so. chased down the guy who took the Coke is what I would have done. So what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. and again, I pulled over at the stupid rest station for like a minute just to try and get the sword out. Maybe it wasn't that long, but you got to get back up to speed and get out there. Mm-hmm. And and you don't have your hydration. So I, I'm like, all right, if I'm starting to kind of feel these little twinges in there, if I don't get hydration, I can't go hard again to try and catch yeah. people. So I just tried to hold you know as good of a pace as I possibly could to the finish and finished relatively strong I was mm-hmm. super tight and my legs were like almost feeling like they wanted to cramp <laughs> but um you know finished it and they put out the results and um my goal was to finish in the top 15 I wanted to get mm-hmm. if I got 15th place I would have been happy as a clam because that's one point for the team yeah I ended up getting 10th place from, wow. so um <laughs> two so, flats and no nutrition <laughs> at the end that's so pretty good I, I could have done better had it not had the flats i could have uh-huh. done better if i had some hydration or planned that a little bit differently but all in all i had a blast that yep. venue was spectacular yeah. zone five did a great job and i got 10th place i'm stoked with that i'm super happy <laughs> yeah so um you know boogie back and, and watch my son play baseball and that was cool and hung out with my kids we did easter eggs and then got up and did easter the next morning so i'm like all right i'm gonna ride today I don't know what kind of legs I'm going to have on Easter Sunday, but um, mm-hmm. I, I told myself, I'm going to go out. I'm going to ride two hours no matter what. No crying, no nothing. You need the training effect. You need to go out there and you need to get after it, and you need to um, not whine about it. So went, got ready, got suited up, uh, jumped on the bike, did the first couple of pedal strokes. My legs don't feel too bad. Like I kind of worked through that, a little bit of that initial soreness, mm-hmm. and I ended up riding for almost 41 miles at race pace. 
at race pace. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> From here out to uh, Frenchman's Bar and back, I yeah. well before I hit the the climb to get back to my house, I'd averaged twenty one miles an hour. So, um, felt pretty good. Uh, the only downside of that is I need to put new um, batteries in my power meter. I disconnected oh. it, right. and, and, <laughs> and I just long story short, I didn't have power numbers on yesterday, and I would have really loved to seen that. But yeah. if I had to guess for the two hour what ride, do you think I was you were sitting at right around three hundred. Three. Jeez. Yeah. So yeah, two hours. Good thing yeah. you didn't invite me to bike with you because yeah. I would have gotten dropped in the first <laughs> so, mile, first three quarters of a mile. You you could have made it five with him. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great week on the bike, though. I mean, I got 11 yeah. hours in, got to do a race. I got to yeah. have a great ride. And I knew I, I was originally going to want to try and race tonight, but I mm. decided that um, before I even did the ride yesterday, I'm like, I'm probably going to be too sore. I don't want to try and go out and contend with these guys. There's weather's still up in the air three consecutive hard days yeah and and i wanted to plug into my son and i wanted to be there for him so i'm like i'm just gonna take monday off i'm gonna go hard yesterday and i'm gonna go out and take pictures again which i'm perfectly happy doing Mm -hmm. i love doing that and i go to get to go out and watch my son so it's been um it's been a fun week and i'm looking forward to this week now so but i'm so sore today oh (laughs) Oh, my i'm sore to the touch that's too straight that's two consecutive (laughs) race day efforts (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of weak but at the end of the day it's good because my body needed that yeah cool that like is it. my backpedal, and we were uh, 43 minutes into that. So here <laughs> hey. we go again. It's our turn. You know what the That's... best part about that Yamhill Gravel Fondo was they had these post-race burritos. Oh, those were so, so nice. They were huge. That's what I heard somebody else oh mention, gosh. that they had post-race burritos. So you, yes. got, you got fed, but, I mean, you got to go up, and you could pick a chicken or steak or a Ooh, veggie burrito. Wow. They were pre-made. They were hot. They were warm. You could have a soda or water or a beer with it. It, it why don't more race races food. do oh, the awesome. post-race burritos? It'd be super easy. You just got a bunch of tortillas out there. They were all they were all pre-made. Yeah, they yeah. Were yeah. Like they catered it. Because I, yeah. I, I can understand like maybe not always being able to pre-make them like other things, but still just having like a tortilla there and you could just make your own burrito. That'd be so I think, much better. I think burrito is a good bike food. Yeah. Yeah. Super put it in yeah. your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I usually do my breakfast burritos. In fact, on Saturday, I took breakfast burrito. That's, I, I did this you? on the training camp too. See, this is why you missed us. You were too busy yeah. making your breakfast burrito. This yeah. is why. That's right. It was worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. So yeah. good. Yeah, it was a great race. Um, I will definitely be back, and I highly recommend to everybody, even you, Matt Legrand. All right. Mm-hmm. Put this on your calendar for 2020. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. did a spectacular yeah. job. And even if you want to just go out and do it in the, the sportif mode, which is non racing, just to go do the ride. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Totally worth yeah, it. Plus, yeah. you get a, a nice little uh, you know pint glass, you get a patch, and you get a pair of socks. So it was kind of yeah. cool. Okay. Fun, fun, fun. Mm-hmm. That's good. a lot of socks. Cool. That's good. Hey, and let's jump into our let's jump into our talk topic today. Um, we're gonna run through the unwritten rules of Strava. So I want to just kind of run through this stuff, and they have to be unwritten. Are they, uh, they can't no. be written rules are of Strava. They, are, there, yeah. are these written down anywhere? Um, they might be, but no these knows. are going to come from us, Which and these might unwritten. have been things that we've stumbled across over the years past, or things that we just researched today, or um, yeah, what have you. But before we get into that, let's let's jump over to our app man over here to talk oh. about the app Strava. Just yeah, well, for I'll, those people who don't I'll take know Strava over this, is. don't worry. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, you're not talking about me? Sure. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you want to just, for the people who don't know what Strava is, oh. if you could just kind of tell us what that is in a nutshell. Yeah. Okay. So Strava is a software service, um, and they do have an app mm-hmm. on both Android and iOS platforms. Uh, but so, you know, anyone that does, you know, a bike ride or whatever it is, they can, you know, it actually, they actually do, um, take in a lot of different types of data. Biking is the primary activity 
that I would say that most people do within Strava. But um, people post running stuff. People, I post my swim stuff there. I basically post all my workouts there. Uh, but you can post other things too, like hiking. Cross-country uh, skiing. Yeah, cross-country skiing, all kinds oh, yeah. of different a stuff. Lot, a lot of the Colorado paddling. people I follow yeah. do their cross-country skiing through yep. Strava too. Yeah. So, um, so people can post their activities. And it's a very social platform. And so people really do communicate around these activities. You can comment on things. You can give people kudos, which is like a Facebook thumbs up kind of thing. Uh, and they have these bits called segments, which, yep. you know, they have them on running and things like that too, probably not swimming, but um, they have these segments. And so a lot of us, I mean, we've talked about this on our, our intro to our, our, you know, as we were discussing our backpedals. I mean, we kind of take them seriously. Yeah. I mean, oh, we, yeah. we really enjoy the segments. Um, it's but training more fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically just um, a particular route uh, or a section of a route uh, that has a record. And they actually have guys' records and girls' records, and they call the guys' records the KOM, you know, or whoever King has of the mountain, King yep. of the Mountain. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they have, uh, but it could be a downhill as well. It's not necessarily like a mountain segment. A lot of there are a lot of mountainous segments, but um, then there's the the QOM with the Queen of the Mountain, and so that's specifically for females. So it's a very very cool app. They have um, a web based piece. Uh, and then also, you know, you have the potential to have the app on your phone and things like that. Uh, but you can also use your Garmin computers, which is what a lot of us do to upload your data directly to the site. And then you can view it in a number of different locations. Yeah, just about any yep. GPS de- enabled device will allow you to upload. Um, upload. And there's yeah. there's a myriad of them out there. So, yes. And like these segments that Matt was talking about, these are all segments that are user defined. Strava doesn't define these segments. Right. It's actually the users that can go in there and mm-hmm. you can use the GPS from a route that you did to yeah. have a starting point and a finishing point. And it's how fast you finished said section or said mm-hmm. segment. And then it will compile historical data to tell you how fast you've done it. Um, you can compare mm-hmm. and contrast your to your just yourself mm-hmm. or your peers. And then you can look at like the all-time fastest people. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you can go out and find any segment just about anywhere that you go these days. And people will go through that and you can see how you compare to the fastest person. Or if you're the fastest person, you get to be that KOM or that QOM. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's great because, you know, like you, for me, like I was talking about climbing that hill, um, the summer hill, and it's like, I can compare all the way back to like 2013, I think, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe whenever I started Strava and I'm like, okay, like I'm doing pretty well. And it's a nice, it's a nice little piece to compare, you know, your personal times, but you can kind of see where you are, you know, comparing friends and things like that. Uh, and it, there's just so many more pieces of the puzzle to it. Like we're doing a very brief dis, you know, description of this particular product, because if you think about it now that, you know, like neat places for people to ride, because you see all these maps and different segments and different things like that, you can go to a different, you know, country or different part mm-hmm. of the world. And you can be like, Hey, I can find out where I need to bike because I can look at Strava and I can see where other people are, you know, posting segments. And so I know a lot of us use it for a tool like that yeah. as well. Lance mm-hmm. is one that uses it quite often. Now, do you use Garmin's suggestions or do you use Strava suggestions for routes? Um, I, I, I mostly use Strava suggestions for routes. I might f- try to find a segment that is really popular yeah. and then try to look around the mm-hmm. leaderboard on that how you know on who did that segment the fastest and then look at the route they did and try to follow those routes gotcha yeah and once you find a route in there too you can quickly upload that or you create can just a, follow it yeah. yeah you can follow it and create a, a segment on your or whatever on your computer a course on your a course computer. On your, there's yeah. a better word and mm-hmm. then it will upload and they'll give you turn by turn directions which yeah. is kind of neat yeah so it's a very fun and functional tool um i think some people love it and it's you know, can sometimes be controversial and some people yeah. hate it and some people just think it's the end of, of cycling. So wasn't there some term like instead of 
a holes. It's like Strava holes, or I don't remember. I feel like that's like Stra- a Stravassel. 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 I've never heard that before. That. that is really funny. It's like Lance just described himself as that. <laughs> Oh. I, I mean, this is, you know, this is like um, people get angry. You're doing a group ride or whatever, and you go after a segment or whatever, which our, our friends don't care. Like, we're into it. Like, we love it. But, like, yeah. you know, I think other people get frustrated with well, it. Well, there's times where people are idiots when they use that. Yeah. And there's yeah. People will create segments, and Strava can't police everything because there's Blowing millions stop and millions and of segments yeah. out yeah. there now. Mm-hmm. And they'll create a segment where there's a stop sign in the middle of that segment. Yeah. So if someone wants to get that KOM, well, they're going to go blow through that stop sign, and next mm-hmm. thing you know, somebody's going to get hurt. So, yep. yeah. I mean, I, I'll just start it off with the unwritten rules of Strava. Don't create unsafe yes. segments. And if you yes. run Especially across... stop lights. Yep. For God's sake, don't put it through a stop light. If you yeah. run across an unsafe segment, don't hesitate to flag it, and it will actually take that segment out of rotation. It's not it's not viewable mm-hmm. it's not visible and if you don't if you if you are able to click on it for some reason mm-hmm. it won't give you historical data and it will be flagged as being unsafe yeah so i, I think that that's like the first and foremost I, would, I mean there's a lot of descending segments and stuff like that and lance i know you, you probably have a couple of these i do have quite a few but those seem so dangerous they man. are you know that's the thing it's i think another unwritten rule is that it's the it's you're going for the king of the mountain, I know, not yeah. the mm-hmm. king of the descent, because right. descending is really about who has the biggest cojones. It's just to go. guts. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. is. You know, my joke is that it's you know, guts and technique, d- descending, and descending yeah. is about a clear conscience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to go for a segment, clear that's mindful descent, heart. <laughs> yeah. And and it's foolish because you you can die. Yeah. 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 We we did had I had a I had a friend of mine back in Ohio who owned like all of these descents in that area and Ohio's descents are kind of those Appalachia style descents which can get very steep yeah and I mean we're talking you're you know they're not nearly as long as the descents out here but you can get really going on some of those and I mean he was incredible he was a technician at descending but good God I would watch him go down a couple of those and it was like it was terrifying to watch him hit some of those hairpins yeah. I mean, the guy's like no breaking into, you know, pretty dangerous turns. Jake is very fast at descending. Yeah. Um, I, I think I have a, some skills at descending, but it's mostly just fearlessness, which is <laughs> mm-hmm. foolish. Yeah. And I'm fully aware of that. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where I I don't have a good explanation as to why I do it. When you're in the moment, <laughs> when you're in the moment, it's an adrenaline rush and you're yeah. having fun. And then afterwards you think about it, you're like, God yeah, dang. probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> sometimes. And sometimes you, you hit the descent and you feel confident, yeah. Yeah. you know, and that's okay. Like, I feel like as that's As long good. as there's dry conditions and you feel in control. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My yeah. rule of Crashes thumb is, on descents happen yeah. whether you're going fast or slow. Yeah. That's I, the bottom line. Yeah. I, Lance calls me a good descender. I, I would say I'm, I'm serviceable. <laughs> I mean, no. I, I'm not he's great. Good. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah, great. <laughs> but my, my key, my rule of thumb is mm-hmm. just stay within your limits. Don't yeah. do stuff like if you're in the moment and you're like questioning whether or not you should be doing what you don't do it. It's yeah. not worth it. I mean, don't cross especially the if it's just either. for Strava. <laughs> yeah. Why? You know, and don't, and even and just like being in a road race, I'm not getting paid millions of dollars to take yeah. chances like these guys are. It's not worth it. Don't kill yourself over something like that. No. Yeah. Case in point at the, uh, at the Oregon gravel grinder a couple weeks ago that I did, there was a five mile gravel downhill and I blew past a couple guys on that, but yeah. I'm on my cushy 40 mil tires. Yeah. The tire yeah. pressure's good. I'm on my gravel bike, which has a little bit stretched out geometry, and so it's it's stable. It's, it's more stable on the descents, and I just I just it just felt right. It yeah. wasn't like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm just hanging on. Yeah. It was like you're good. It feels great. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna you know. Yeah. So. All right. Um, 
Matt, do you have a good Strava rule? Unwritten rule? Um, yeah, so I have a whole bunch of, you know, a couple of things. But, like, this is not important, but unwritten rule would be to title your title your rides. Please title Thank your you. rides. Yes. yes. No, I mean, this is one of the few unwritten <laughs> rules I follow. Well, here's Better the, be titling your rides, people. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the counter argument to that. If you're a triathlete nerd like Evan, you know, you're doing, you're doing a lot of workouts. And if you have it automatically uploading, you're going to miss some stuff. Uh, See, this is why I don't automatically upload. Also, because yeah. I don't know how to automatically upload. <laughs> yes. But I have to consciously think of a creative title. I spend most of my workouts thinking about yeah. creative titles, yeah. actually. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it kills some of the time. Yeah. No, I mean... I- I constantly am like, whoops, I see from a, you know, half a week ago that I forgot to title something or whatever it is. You better go back and title it. I will. I'll go back and title it. But a lot of, you know, it's like if, if, if you're, you know, I feel like triathletes have that problem of like, if you do three workouts in a day, that's, you know, it's hard to you know be like, all right, well, does, doesn't need a title or whatever it is. And you can title it. And I had a hard thing. time thinking of a title for this. Well, I do. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But um, I'll I'll do a lot of the same titles like Masters Masters Wednesday. Yeah, I, I, I do like, use that every once And I'm like, that's a, that's a really boring title. That's and I use it out. all the time. It's still yeah. a cop out. Total <laughs> cop out. I use it though. Uh, I can't get on you. Yeah. No, I think it's fine. And, and then um, Zwift will sometimes be like Zwift London. And I'm like, that's boring. Let's just leave it because I got to go. Like I'm usually getting like rushed to go to some sort of soccer game or something for kids or whatever. So yeah, I should come back to stuff more often, but uh, I do think that a lot of people like the titled um, Strava uh, pieces. So they they do their exercise, and you know when you post your stuff, uh, they will. It's really kind of like Garmin and then Strava, and they're automatically titling it for you. You can roll with that if you want to, but a lot of people do like to play the game of titling their Strava um, activity. So that's a that's a that's not a necess- I don't know unwritten rule. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. That's the grandmaster sitting across the table from you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Lance Hepler. Yeah. He has the best titles. It's he my, does. It's my favorite part he of does. Strava. This yeah. is like <laughs> being able what, to title Like, it. why are we looking at Strava if it's not for fun <laughs> titles and Lance pictures? Like, yeah. that's all. I scroll through Strava not to care what anybody's doing speed wise. I look for titles. Yep, fun titles. <laughs> my my favorite sure. one last week was I went and pre-rode the mountain bike course and I named it I'm as anxious as a cat about to crack a peach pit. I did see that. I liked that title a lot. <laughs> just to be funny. But there was even a follow-up to that. <laughs> yes. I, I'm actually not that nervous. It was more like a cherry pit. <laughs> <laughs> It was a, it was only an hour race. How could you be super nervous for an hour long race? Yeah. It just makes it fun though. I mean, that's not yeah. a, like a rule, but that's just like make it fun. You yeah, have fun yeah, exactly. It, you know, exactly. But, you know. yeah. All right. How about you, Evan? You got one? Um. So I, I really am not the one who should be speaking on this because I'm probably breaking like ninety percent <laughs> of the unwritten rules all the time on a regular basis. But there's definitely one, and this has been brought up recently. But this is this is like just bad practice you can't don't motor pace these these koms if you're going to motor pace something okay, what, explain motor pacing oh boy here we go motor pacing okay motor pacing is by its nature is used by professional cyclists for training purposes typically they will have like you know a scooter out in front of them or somebody on a motorbike that's pacing them at certain either wattage efforts or speeds for mm-hmm. training what when it becomes cheating is when you have a car in front of you that your buddy's driving and you're trying to grab a KOM by sitting in that car's slipstream, Yeah. Mm-hmm. which just to give an idea, if that, that car could go 40 miles an hour on a flat, if you're a couple inches off that bumper, you probably have to put out what, a hundred and... Uh, there's sometimes where you're on the brakes watts. because it will actually you suck yeah. you along. You, you don't go. even have to pedal. For uh, yeah. the, the, the land speed record on a bike is 
the 187 miles yeah, an hour. 180 uh, set by a woman too. Actually, yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember I was actually in Reno when that got set. We were I, I was at the bike convention. Yeah. She was actually there. It was right after she said it. Wow. And I mean, she, that's you, you want to talk about what aerodynamics does? Yeah, you take yeah. away the resistance of pushing the pedals. You can go 187 miles an hour. Yeah. So I can remember watching a video on YouTube of a couple guys down in South America who are riding on a freeway behind a tractor trailer yep. truck that was going like 55, 60 miles an hour. And they're just sitting back there like coasting and yeah. they're, they're just having a grand old time hooting and hollering. I think I might even remember one of them not wearing a helmet to him. Like, oh, probably. You, hey, sir, yeah. are an idiot. <laughs> you look like you're having fun, but man, Darwin's going to have his way with you here pretty soon. So what's the... Uh, Oh, what's the what's the cycling movie? The really popular cycle movie, uh, the team, the Cutters. It's based in Indiana. Um, not not American Flyers. It's the other one. Oh, it's, it's the other one. God. Oh, okay. We're in trouble. Don't anyway. worry. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Uh, continue the conversation. I'll be back in a second. But back to your point. Yes, if you're if you're out there using it for a training tool, like on a scooter or whatnot, or you're you're getting a training effect, you're going to get pulled along quite a bit faster. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be training at 25 miles an hour, that's not something that you're able to sustain as a person by yourself for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, and just don't and, str- and just don't put fine. it up. Just yeah. don't upload it exactly. because what you're going to end exactly. up doing is. I know that some people are going to say it's just a stupid game. It's just a stupid True. app. It's just yeah, this, that, and the other. But it's still people going out there people and they're take trying it hard. Yeah. You know, and, and not for nothing, the Strava, the segments, helps people train harder. It's a yep. carrot that you can put out there. And people have fun yeah. trying to chase that down. And when you see some Yahoo come through here and destroy mm-hmm. everybody because they're on an e-bike or they're motor pacing or they're doing something dumb or you know driving around in the car because they think it's funny, yeah. you know, that just kind of takes the it's fun cheating. out of it. Yeah. So. Phil, um, Phil Guyman's made a second career out of Strava, for right. God's sake. Yes. By the way, yeah. breaking away. It's breaking away. Okay. Thank you. Oh, yeah, there yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's drafting the truck on the yeah. highway. Yeah, and he gets up to, yeah. what was it, 60 miles an hour yeah. or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah, so if you're doing that kind of stuff, and it is for training purposes, and you find some sort of function out of it for your training program, mm-hmm. do, go ahead. Just yeah. be safe. Don't yeah. upload it. Or all you have you to do make is private. make it private, and yep. it does not get posted to the leaderboards. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Yep. So I, I've done lots of rides where I have caught, car. <laughs> yeah, caught the back of a truck as it was pulling away Especially from intersections. Especially on descents too. On yeah. descents, if you're behind a car, you, I mean, well, actually, really, you can pass the cars, yes. honestly, on yeah. descents. But, yeah. you know, even on flat spots, I've been able to get on a mm-hmm. truck's, you know, in their slipstream, and you can sit there at 40 miles an hour, and I try to remember to make those... Yeah. Private. Where, didn't you hold on to a car the other day? Was that in Hawaii? Oh, I, I do remember this. Yes. <laughs> no, that's another Catching game. Lance I, red-handed here. That's I think, another. I think that's an unwritten rule. I took video of it. My daughter took video of it. Don't yeah. hold on to I, the car. I think that's actually cars. against the law. I think yeah. it is too. Yeah. Yeah. Unwritten rule okay. slash written. I did, it is, I did that in Ada all the time. <laughs> I posted the video and said, is this illegal or is it just stupid? And, and most the, people said both. it's bull. I think, I think people are responding both. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we won't get into the specifics on that yeah. one, but that did actually spur this whole conversation and why we're talking about this. There today, was a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll let the rest of that go. Uh, yeah. But going back to um, remedying an issue like that, mm-hmm. if you know for sure that someone did something that was a little underhanded to get a, uh, a segment, you mm-hmm. can flag that. And so don't don't hesitate to go in and flag somebody if you know for sure 
that they were doing something that was a little underhanded or they were cheating. Mm -hmm. So if you know that somebody was on an e-bike, you know that somebody was on a scooter or a car or something just looks uber fishy, you can go on there and flag that. And what it does is it removes that person's ride from all of the the segment um, leaderboards. And then Mm -hmm. I think that they have to answer to Strava as to, they have to basically prove that they were doing it The ride gets flagged. They get a notification that says, um, hey, somebody has flagged this ride. And you can respond and say, nope, it was legit or yep, I screwed up or yeah let me cut out the piece that yeah. is not right and they do that because um oftentimes people will finish their ride yeah. and load their bike on their car and forget to turn off their computer and drive home yeah. and this and this happens to me all the time where yeah. like it, especially when i would I, this really bugs me too it's like i would finish a run and drive home and i'm like dang and i'll remember as yeah. i'm driving home and i'm like I did not go sub five minutes on the last mile of whatever it is, you know, and I'm like, dang it. And I can, you know, I don't expect other people to do this, but I can go in and edit my GPX file. Yeah. You can, you You can can do it on Strava. This is called cropping your ride. Yeah. 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 I usually just go to the straight to the data, but Mm -hmm. it's probably easier (laughs) to use Strava. Yeah. Yeah. So I I get those emails from people all the time. There's quite a few segments down in Southern California where I used to live and I busted my butt to get these segments. And there's some really hard uphill climbs. And it's a very popular place. What's near a very popular mountain biking place. And so these guys Mm -hmm. will do their little mountain bike loop. They'll get in the car and then they won't turn off their GPS and then they'll drive home and they've got to go up this climb to get there. No joke, guys. I could probably get at least one email a week of yeah. like, uh oh, you lost your, you know, these three so segments. So it went 55 so, miles an hour up yeah, this you, <laughs> Exactly. Look at it. And you're like, all right, I averaged like whatever my speed was in, you know, like 18, 19, 20 miles an hour. And they're like going 47 a to 50 4, miles an hour. 4,000 watt effort. Like, yeah. Sometimes it's tricky too because it's like, you, you see someone that, you know, they're, for me, it's like Vancouver Lake, right? Where it's like, yeah. it's flat out there. You can bike really fast. And then it's depending it, on wind conditions yeah, too. Out there, which conditions. Effect, yeah. Yep. I mean, like 30 miles an hour is not unrealistic to be like biking that fast yeah. or whatever on the flats. Mm-hmm. And you see someone and you're like, okay, you know, they went for a ride out there or whatever. And it looks like they maybe like hopped in their car and drove home. But like they were going 33 miles an hour. Like it's like, okay, so that's is that, legit? Is that legit. Like it's hard to say. And then, yeah, you know, it's too fast out there. Yeah. Well, I know, but yeah. like, you play a little detective yeah. and you're like, okay, they were going, you know, 12 miles an hour their entire ride until this last right. bit where, you know, they went 33. So yep. they've, although they've only ridden, you know, 150 miles for the year. For the year. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's very common. Yeah. Logic. Yes. So, no. yeah, I think it's tough. I so mean, this is why I keep myself out of this fray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if you see that kind of stuff, do flag it because I think oh, that's yeah. just good for the community as a whole. And if it's, if the community is solid and everybody's happy and they're, they're chasing carrots, they're getting stronger and more mm-hmm. people are coming out to ride. And Strava does keep people coming out for more. I it think does. it's really good if they don't it abuse does. it. It, you know, flag those so that yeah. It, yeah. it keeps everything kind of on an even field. I know that there's always going to be stuff out there that's just, you know, it's incorrect. Somebody was cheating, whatever, and you, you just can't, you know, get around it. But, yeah. um, I think if you're going to cheat, don't, I wouldn't want to be like behind a vehicle or like, you know, I feel like I would just use software to adjust the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Instead of like putting your a, life at risk. As, yeah. as opposed to putting your life at risk because I feel like it's a lot safer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a, there was a segment that I that I got out in the Columbia River Gorge where I, I had done like a 100-mile ride, and it was like 50 mm-hmm. miles in, yeah. and it was a truck situation where a box truck just pulled out, out in, front in front of me in the at the right speed. Dragged you through a sprint. Dragged yeah. me through like a 
five mile segment. Oh god! And he five miles, only five miles. Yeah. So somebody worked like really hard. And he wasn't thing. going very fast. He was uh-huh. going like thirty-three yep. or oh, thirty-five. Okay. Uh-huh. So it it kind of looked legit. <laughs> yeah. Because and until you look at the power numbers, oh, yep. your average power was ninety-seven watts, and your average heart rate was one hundred and two. You know. Yeah. So and the guesstimated effort on that would have been what like four twenty right. watts for that. Entire and I beat thing. the KOM by like four minutes or yeah. something. You know, yeah. it was ridiculous. So here's the thing where it gets tricky, right? Like the gray area is like. If if we're going hard on Vancouver Lake or whatever, and we get passed by, you know, three trucks or whatever, and yes, we're getting passed, and no, we're not hopping in the slipstream, but you're gonna get a benefit. When oh those yeah, cars you get yeah. on the back from that. Yeah, you, get, you, you do. Win push from hey. that. Win push. Well, you and, get that even when you're out there just racing it, Jack Frost. That's that great Cars line. go flying by yeah. you. Yeah, you get sucked along a little I, bit. It's just I thought about that when I was racing Jack Frost yeah. this year. I was like, I think I did get passed by one car, and I was like, there's mm-hmm. a little help. Like, thank yeah. you. And, and I'm I'm not gonna you know like report myself to the people in Jack Frost. And I feel like that was fair. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's tricky, like. But that's different than me sitting behind you know, the car, twelve inches for five miles off yeah. the bumper for of a long box period of time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I just think there's like know, a gray line with this. There, there is. is. Yeah. It's, a, it's hard to draw a line between like, okay, well, I sat behind this truck for mm-hmm. thirty seconds. You know, I mean, yeah. a lot of us do that, where it's like it looks safe to kind of catch a little bit of a draft from this car as I'm mm-hmm. trying to finish off a ride or whatever it is, because you're just trying to. That's where it comes down to. This is a game. Yeah. This is yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Please sure. don't take it too seriously. This is Strava. It's yes, just exactly. Strava. <laughs> but then again, that section where I where I drafted that truck, absolute funnest part of that ride. By oh far. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was so much. It's the most fun KOM you ever got. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's press pause for a second. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. There are apps out there now that have spun off of the Strava yeah. popularity. Mm-hmm. There is one in particular that will send you a notification when the segments that you have starred that mm-hmm. you've identified as these are the ones that I want to go get. It will send you a notification of when the wind is right Ooh. that day, uh, and it will tell what? you that well, on this particular that. day, too far. Too on far. this particular yeah. day, it's uh, what's blowing. What's the name of that, Jake? I need to know. <laughs> too far. And it will it'll tell you to go hammer that section today. It's a favorable day for you to yeah. go out there and do that. Now we've been on rides. I've had I've got a couple KOMs here in the Pacific Northwest that were because you've of got the more wind. than a couple. You've got a lot of <laughs> KOMs in this region. It's not that I was going out to take them but you know yeah, you get the favorable you get to conditions. go ride 20 miles out with a f- fantastic wonderful uh, tailwind and you turn around and you're like putting 400 <laughs> watts in to go 12 miles an yeah. hour you know yeah. yeah so you it kind of it's a double-edged sword on your ride but when you're going out it's like you're getting sucked along mm-hmm. you're hardly working you're working at sub 200 watts and you're moving along at 30 miles an hour you're going to take KOMs it's yeah. still I feel like it's fair I feel like you have an app that gives you, you know, it's telling you information about weather yep. conditions. You're not, I don't think you're cheating. I yep. think it's just like, no, hey, yeah. you know, especially if you go, I mean, here we have enough hills and things like that where things are different, but I feel like in certain places where it's super flat, all the KOMs are because wind is at your back. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will go visit family in like Sacramento area and it's flat in certain areas and all those KOMs are just like, there's yeah. no way you can do it unless you yeah. have wind on your back. Oh, yeah. It was the yeah, same absolutely. thing in Southern California too. You yeah. get the Santa Ana winds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get these like 20, 30 mile an hour sustained gust winds and you can go hit these particular segments. And it's yeah. funny because like when the wind starts blowing, you'll look at your, your feed, your Strava feed, and everybody's doing like the same routes. You know what I mean? Because they're <laughs> yeah, chasing like, those particular like, quote, segments. Like the today. If you click yeah. on today, it's like, <laughs> yeah. there's Gee, your top what 10 what you all guys time. Were thinking. Yeah. <laughs> we're all thinking the same thing. Uh, <laughs> so, but so Matt says I it's, say, it's I say fair game. How about you, Evan? 
Yeah. So here's, here's the, the, the thing with me for that is like, I mean, when you're looking for KOMs, like that's kind of the fun part of it. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we all know, like deep down, everybody knows what that effort was. You yeah, know, I mean, like, oh, like, yeah. you know, like if you took a KOM, but you know, you had a 30 mile an hour gust at your back. Yeah. Like, you know, that that was not the KOM effort for, for, for that actual thing. But you also don't it all know, relative. You could go out and do it on that day or the next time the wind blows that hard too. just knowing yeah. that you've got that little bit exactly. of mother nature EPO going at your back. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I mean, so is a blast to do like, that's why, I mean, the rides I always do with Dustin or David, Dustin's always got some KOM in mind usually yeah. that, that we're going after. And I love that because even though I don't ride with my Strava on. Now, this is where I'm breaking unwritten rules all the time. Unwritten rule, don't be the guy who always rides without Strava and then has people send the rides to you so you actually have some GPS data on your <laughs> profile, which is exactly what I do. So, so you're <laughs> uploading other people's rides just because they're on the ride with you, just so you can have something to post. Just ju- just so I can have like a like a GPS thing to post. just start on your phone. You've got a phone that... I've been doing that. So I used to always do that. So if you look at my old data, yeah. I used to do that. Yeah. For whatever reason, now my phone always auto-pauses at some point. You can turn that uh, off, I, I think. Oh, I can? I think so. <laughs> Yeah, but here's here's the other thing. Some, some of my rides are like four or five hours long, and I'm really nervous that yeah, for one, it's going to eat up data, and two, if I need my phone, it's going to kill my battery. Yeah. Uh, Those are my two worries is that I'm going to go to get my phone to call somebody, and the phone's going to be dead, because that has happened to me in the past. Gotcha. Especially but, if it's a cold ride. Yeah. The phone gets dies quicker that way. Yeah. There's com- this, by there's, computer? Yeah, there's this local team that has this deal with this company called Garmin. Yeah, and I think they actually even have something with this Wahoo. I actually do. Yeah. And they have these computers. bike computers. I even ride. Oh, I do. I, I, ride you up. With them. I do ride with one. I bought one from you. I think last year, I think the 920. Yeah. Put it on your bike. I know. Push start. When you it is. It. I know. I, I ride with it. I just, I, I need to figure out how and to actually upload it. And you can set it up to yeah. when you push end. It will send it, it to your auto, phone and it will yeah. automatically update. No, you got to do is. But go then I'll forget to phone. title it, and then I'm breaking the other unwritten rule. Well, you're, it'll <laughs> send you a little push notification on your phone. Your ride is all done. I Give actually did. I need. I need actually. I was going onto the Garmin to um, uh, set up the like like auto upload stuff. Yeah, yeah. I see. I have the Garmin Connect there. Look at you. I just got to set it set it up now. I was confused as to what it gave me a big list of like what's your bike computer, and I wasn't able to find the 920 on there. So I got to look back through. You have an 820. That's why. Oh, yep. is that why? Yep. <laughs> Got it. We love another unwritten rule. We love you. No, which bike computer you have? All right, Lance, you got a good one for us. Um, create segments. Yes, that's uh, cool. I think that's another unwritten rule. Um, I mean, create to safe segments. Create safe segments. So there's there's two issues with creating segments is don't make them so obscure that nobody is ever going to do it again. Yeah, like, like you're like one of one that's done the right, segment. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, and the other is is to absolutely make them safe. Don't have them blowing stop signs. Don't have them blowing through stoplights. Um, Even finishing at a stoplight is a little sketch because yeah, it's just like... You have to have time yeah, to stop. You yeah. need to. It needs to finish 100 or 200 meters before the stoplight. Yeah, yeah. So a good example of Town this is signs, when we were that's the safest. down at training camp. We have like every time you see a uh, a stop sign, like it's not the stop sign; it's the sign that tells you that there's a stop sign the coming stop up to you. Yeah, you sprint to that, ahead. and that gives you plenty of time to stop. So mm-hmm. you can actually use those as a landmark or to where to yeah. finish your segment. So this is, this is why we use town signs exactly. And I mean, in Northwest Ohio, that was easy because there's a million tiny little towns. The yeah. town signs always. Hundred yards before the one stoplight in yep, town. Yep. So you sprint to the one stoplight in town, but yeah. you're stopping a hundred yards before that stoplight. Right. Yeah. And to speaking to creating segments, give mm. them fun titles. Mm-hmm. Make yeah. them funny because <laughs> people are like, "Oh, I want to get that one," it, just because it's got a funny title. Yeah. So um, 
I, I I'll admit I've got a little series of segments that I created here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody ever knows this. No but, one knows. I need to figure it out because I've been thinking about that for a while. You can't see who's created the segment. It's all an honor. So, oh really? No. Anybody a fan of Guns and Roses? Oh yeah. Yeah. Anybody know of any oh, Guns wait. and Roses titles? I know, yes. I the one right segment. here next to your house. Oh it's gee. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go right around Prune Hill and you'll find the Appetite for Destruction album, boys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All one through twelve, so they're all there. You should go by regions of album, just like make an album each region. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, there's some ACDC segments too because um, I think Scott Westerfield or some, someone. Yeah, I think someone. There's a like for whom the bell tolls. Yeah, is one of them oh, for, I like that. Yeah, so I, I saw that, that too. I'm like, hey, somebody else kind of gets it. And yeah. then here's another one that I never admitted to when I lived down in Southern California. Some of my friends might actually pick up on this. I lived right next door to a little wilderness park where there was some great mountain biking back there it was like you could get 20 miles riding back there i i started creating a bunch of segments back there that were all star wars themed and it took <laughs> off and other people started to create them as well so <laughs> like there's cool. a luke skywalker segment there's a chewbacca segment there's a, a death star segment and like all these other things and everybody thought it was awesome and i always kept it quiet until this day so that is cool yeah <laughs> that's so really cool it was, it was really kind of fun um but yeah that, that was always our southern california so. listeners need to go find those star wars segments now <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah just make them make fun segments and just yeah. as long as they're safe it's all yeah. good stuff so and that just gets more people going out and riding and talking about fun things exactly cool um let's see here give people kudos i'm a big yes. advocate yeah. of giving people kudos and oh, giving yeah. them you know props for the the stuff that they've done i think that's just a good way to kind of keep community going along and when mm-hmm. somebody gives you that little kudos when you know you worked your butt off for that day like i don't need somebody to get i don't need anybody giving kudos ever but i don't need mm-hmm. you to especially do it like when i'm on the trainer unless i went out and did pull the nevin and did a century ride I which i've never done no no i know i know people who have have sent me texts and are actually like angry at me they're like i'm not gonna give you kudos on any of your trainer rides I'm like that's fine that's okay yeah, you don't have to i don't mind i could sleep i could sleep well at night yeah, knowing some that. people get upset about the fact that oh you shouldn't be posting your trainer rides then just don't give them kudos scroll past it I use it so I can look at my totals for each week yeah Yeah. because like if you don't include the trainer ride and I look back like nine weeks from now I'm not going to remember when I was riding outside you need to have those totals so I can look at the progression of training Yeah, Yeah. it's not that big deal and there are trainer rides that I will look at and say wow that is impressive you know like (laughs) for instance like Jordan Rickards I mean that guy will log all the time, like 40, 50, 60 miles, yeah. and he's going yeah. like 23 miles an hour. Oh, he Now it's probably not rides, quite yeah. 23 miles an hour in real life, but he'll mm-hmm. find like flat courses, and he'll keep it somewhat easy, and he'll keep his watts set. But the fact of the matter is he's still pushing freaking hard, and oh, he's yeah. going for long volumes of time. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Kudos to yeah. him. But, um, you know, if, if – I know I know a lot of pros that will do that too. And you look at some of these whiff rides these pros put out, and you're like, oh, my God, that guy just yeah. did an hour and 20-minute well, ride at 3.30 yeah. the entire time. Right. Yeah. The, the other thing that's nice is when people give you kudos, whether it's uh, – you know, training ride inside or outside or whatever, you might get a notification on your phone of the kudos, and that's a good time sometimes to go back and name the yeah name yeah. the actual yeah. Yeah, you look back and it's like because that's what morning to me all ride the time. kudos. You're yeah, like, oh, like, gotta change that. Well, it, yeah. I get the auto upload, and then I'm like, I'll get whatever six kudos, and I'm like, bam, I need that's perfect reminder. Like, go change the title, mm-hmm. and I, that's basically every time that I change the title is when I get mm-hmm. some sort of notification to change it. So I should start giving you sarcastic comments on there, like you did to me that one time. You're like, I like that title. What time of day was it? Morning. What was done? Run. <laughs> Straight to the point. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm gonna press pause again. Pro tip, set your privacy settings so that you have the the, the no-fly zone around your home. Um, and reason okay. for that, mm. so like when you go to leave on your ride, generally speaking, you're leaving from your house. You push yep. start and you roll away. Well, some people out there, if your Strava is, you know, 
public for the world to see can actually backtrack and if you've got information on there about what kind of bike you're riding they can actually find out exactly where you where you, where live. you live and the yeah. bike that you're on yeah. and the bike that you're on you would hate to wake up in the morning and see that somebody broke into your garage and stole your stuff so yeah. set your privacy zone so that people can't see where you're starting from and leaving from and you can push off the strava stalkers so that they're not coming to your house and knocking on yeah. your doors <laughs> the, the problem with that and i this is i I'll do the same thing i have like a little privacy circle or whatever maybe you can adjust the size of it you i can. don't know which i need to do because um we have all these really cool climbs like right outside like i live really close right, to right. jake here yeah. and, and there's super awesome climbs like right out our door yeah like just i mean what is the grade on that that part of it's like 20 percent or yeah, something like probably, that yeah, you guys had really cool. plus yeah. yeah uh but it'll say like you don't get this segment because you're it's, it's within your privacy. privacy range so you can make it pretty I small can and you can make bit. it pretty big it's really up to you yep. i've got mindset where i you can't really see where my rides start and they finish and it doesn't affect any of those climbs nice. so yeah, it, i need it, to do that yeah uh, as a matter of fact, my, my son <laughs> has Strava as of last night. So he's a, a, an official card carrying holder of Strava. And I set up his privacy zone. And yeah. it's, again, you can go like, I think it's like down to like a, an eighth of a mile or something like that. Or you can go all the way up to, I think it's a full mile radius. If I'm or not you mistaken. sacrifice a couple segments or whatever. Yeah. It's not a big deal. I know yeah. that there's one on my street, which I've never even tried to get because. Your actual road? Yeah, on my road. On, on the street to yeah. your house. To it's a dead the- end. It's just, it's a, it's a pretty nice gradual. And actually I'll sometimes do stuff cause it's a, um, there's, there's no traffic or whatever. Or I'm like trying to stay close to home cause it's kids or whatever. And I'll do some, you know, like um, little kind of hill workout piece. Is it running or is it bike? It's biking. I think. Huh. I think that there's a second. Who has the KOM? Uh, Scott, I think. I'm coming to get it. There you go. I was thinking the same because thing. Everybody at this table Come knows where tomorrow. you are. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because... It's coming right after this podcast. It's yeah. jumping on his bike. You can tell a huge difference if you come from the from a downhill and you start the slight... It's a very slight climb up. Yeah. It's actually a really nice because it's kind of a gradual little climb. So, sorry, Scott, that the segment is going to <laughs> But I, I don't think I can ever make an attempt on it because it's... I mean, it, it finishes at my house. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Who's got another one? Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Okay. I got a gray area for you for us to discuss. So good discussion piece here. Um, some of us at this table bike on time trial bikes. Mm-hmm. They are a definite advantage to segments, especially flat segments um, or even potentially like downhill segments because mm-hmm. you are you are so much faster with the TT bars. Um, potentially, you know, you could have aero gear on, you could have skin suits, you could do all kinds of these little things. Like where, where's the line on that? Because, um, it's not the same as necessarily like drafting behind a car, but you have a huge advantage over, you know, someone that's on a gravel bike. You don't take a knife to a gunfight, do you? Yeah. No, you just, hey. you, you got to pull out the big guns. If yeah. you're going to go hard, bring that, as that long bike. as you're not behind I a car, <laughs> I wouldn't take my road bike to an enduro race. I yeah. wouldn't take my, you know, gravel bike to a, a time trial. Yep. TT helmet. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's part of the gunfight, man. Yeah. Uh, this is the only time I turn on my phone on Strava is when I am decked out full rear disc <laughs> arrow helmet. Shaving legs. Okay. Shaving my <laughs> Lance, you still shaving your legs, buddy? I'm still shaving yeah. my legs, you guys. We I'm haven't still, talked about this in no. such a long. It's been a very long time since we, we have yeah. talked about we Lance's legs. Yeah. No, I personally think it's fine. I mean, it's a bicycle. Yeah. You can yeah. pedal it, and you've got anybody can wear those helmets. If you want to yeah. go a little yep. bit faster, then we get one of those bikes. Yeah. So I think we're. And all if anybody f- wants a helmet, I'm trying to sell two. So okay. you know, really, there you go. Uh, this I think is we're a plug, please. I think we all four agree on this particular gray area. How I'm going to take it one step further. TT bikes and doing lead outs. 
Yeah, that's or, part of the deal too. If somebody if leads outs you are out, common. Yeah. I mean, real. I know a lot of. I've heard you even mention it. Say on a yes. couple KOMs, like you want a lead out for them, which I think is fine because here's Strava. Or I've led other people out. Yeah. on them okay. too. Strava divvies out group ride from solo too, and the only reason I know that is because I was actually watching Phil Guyman's bit, and he had a KOM he was going for that he got, but he was not the top of the list. The top, he was like twelfth down the list, but there was a race. And all the guys in the top ten were in this race. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. He called it a solo effort instead of a, solo. A, yeah, a race. And yeah, and race Strava effort. apparently did yeah. divvy that out somehow. I'm not sure how they did that. But I yeah. remember them coming up with that. But I really haven't seen much of that Neither recently. Side. So yeah. um, now there are leadouts. Like if we wanted to go out and get Lance a KOM and myself and Matt Nevin could all get in our train formation and just start peeling off. Like we're laying down big Watts, peeling off and peeling off. And then we'll finally launch Lance off the the back and he'll just go lay it down for the, the finish. Mm-hmm. That happens. People, people yeah. do that stuff yeah, they do. In, in Strava land. And we think mm-hmm. that's fair. We all four. I think that's fair. So it's interesting that these, I, I still think that these are slightly gray areas, but we're all four kind of in agreement on like what the rules yeah. are. Most of these, rules. especially the longer KOMs, so I'll use the dialed up route like as sure. as an example. Those yeah. were all group rides. I'm pretty sure everybody's times on there. So right. you're, yeah. you know, everybody you're you're getting yeah. benefits of that. You oh, know? Yeah, because you can lose five minutes on the last two mile climb. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's a gray area. It's kind of bad form, but mm-hmm. it happens. And because yeah. everybody has the capacity to do it, I'd say because it's on bicycles, it's it's fair. Now. Mm-hmm. There is a caveat to that. There are times where you'll be out on a group ride and somebody will intentionally be sitting on the back of that group ride knowing that the group is hammering and they're cooking mm-hmm. up and scheming in the back of their head, oh, this segment's coming up. I'm going to sit off the back. Yeah. And I know that this this group's moving along at the pace that I'm going to need. And then, you know, with, you know, 100 meters to go, all <laughs> of a sure sudden they the launch themselves time. off yeah. the back yeah. and they drop the whole group and they just in full sprint mode, not telling anybody else that that's what they were doing. Yeah. It's almost kind of like a Lansing, wasn't it? It's <laughs> bad form. I'm guilty bad. of that. It's well, bad form. I also <laughs> think that you don't even have to pass the whole group because if you start in the back, that, you That's get, my point yeah. is that yeah. the thing is they started in the back and they'll come around them and that could be a second or two seconds mm-hmm. knowing that that person that was up front probably would have gotten the KOM had you not done that. Now you slingshot yourself around it and maybe even launch <laughs> off the front and there you go you get yourself a nice little KOM maybe, maybe it's shady but I think it's fair game right it's, it's fair game but yep. is that bad form See, yeah maybe <laughs> on, <laughs> on Thursday on Thursday when we were on this team ride um, we got to a segment that's one of my favorite segments in the, in the Hawkins and Clark County area and I always work it really hard because uh-huh. it's fun but yeah me and me and Whitney were at the very back of the group at the start of the segment and you go down this hill and then it's like oh, a yeah. It's Find like a mile climb up or a half mile climb up. What road is that? Uh, That's Matt, Matt's favorite road. Matt's favorite road. Oh, That's the name, the name of the road. segment. Yeah. Right. Oh, got it. Did That's, you name that? No. no. Is that you, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, I, I named it. it you Matt. named it. I used to ride with Matt on that road all the time. Every <laughs> time Matt we went on that road, he's like, this is my favorite road. I love that road. I Jake, do. hey, Jake, Jake, did I ever tell you that this is my favorite road? <laughs> I, this is Matt's favorite Jake road has to hear me say about about 10 times per ride. Jake, no matter, doesn't matter where we're biking. I'm yeah, always we'll like, We'll be Jake, in like downtown favorite. Portland. Hey, Jake, did I ever tell you what my favorite road is? This is my favorite road. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about my favorite road. So roads you got Matt's time. favorite road north. So we're on Matt's favorite road south. south. <laughs> so we're on Matt's favorite road north. And yes, I slingshotted around the group. 
Did you take Matt's favorite road? How, I, Matt better have that KOM. Do you yeah, have that KOM? I don't. I don't even, how can you not have the KOM on your favorite only, road? Not only that, but I don't even think I've gone that hard. I don't even think I've given it an effort. So I'm too busy I, like staring at it and saying, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite. road's great. I got to like slow down and soak it in. He has to spend as much time as he can Absolutely. on that road. Yeah, you can't speed that up road. that experience. Absolutely. But Whitney Phillips was sitting right on my wheel and did and he snag it he didn't oh. um be, i ended up i think i got second that day because whitney's like he's on my wheel and he's like is this a segment because you're pushing like 650 <laughs> watts and i'm like yes hold on just hold on i'm going for it i don't even remember that <laughs> that's awesome uh it's too funny yep, yeah that's a good one right there um how about this um i got another little sidebar well, it's not even really a sidebar, but just for etiquette purposes in, in an unwritten rule of Strava, and Matt can probably talk to us about this a little bit more, don't use the stupid websites and apps that will actually go in there and alter your data so that yeah. you can get yeah, just faster times. There's actually a website called Digital EPO yeah. where you can upload your 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 file in there and it will alter everything, all of the timestamps and the GPS coordinates, and it will actually make you go faster. And then once you upload it, there's your KOM. That I didn't is even actually, know that was a thing. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. I didn't even know that. No. I didn't even know that was possible. Do you know, do you know always, what the great list, litmus test is for this stuff? If you get caught doing that, you you should be required to go to a race. And if you don't exactly. hit a certain place well, or TT time, you're banned from Strava forever. That's yeah. actually so. That's what some of the people with Zwift will do. So Zwift is a um, like a digital. It's almost like yeah. a digital game that you can play on your trainer. Uh, and so if you, you know, end up doing certain things, winning certain races on Don't Zwift, you, it. you can, uh, there's a group that will flag stuff that is, mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the group. Um, KOM Defender or something is that what it is? like yeah. that. Yeah. That's, yeah. Not, that's an app out there. Yeah. 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 There'll people that'll, that'll, and they'll say like, people prove it. Basically. Fighting injustice and evil yes. in the yeah. digital world of cycling. And I found <laughs> out about this because there are some people down in Southern California uh, that were doing that kind of stuff. And I didn't know that they were doing it, but it, it yeah. came up in conversation when I was on a ride with some other friends and they were telling me about it and what they were doing. I'm like, you've got to be joking me. You're a pretty pathetic person if that's yeah. what you have to do. I just, just don't even to- understand that mindset. You're like such a yeah. weak person. That yeah. is the softest thing I've heard all day. Yeah, I'm perfectly. <laughs> because kudos are, are addicting. Yeah. Because likes are addicting. Because that that's why, you know, that's why people oh do that gosh. crap. Being somebody who manually uploads everything, that blows my mind. Like, that's oh, what yeah. you care about at the end of the day? Like, well, just uh, being able to go yeah. into your trophy closet and look at all the KOMs. And, oh, yeah, I got like 600 KOMs, yeah. man. Well, Until you go on a ride with somebody and they're like, you're not fast, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I mean, we're, we're talking about sports here. Like, I mean, Matt, could you imagine going running with somebody and they're like, yeah, I got a KOM on this 10-mile segment running 520 pace. You go on a road with them and you're dropping them running seven-minute pace. You're like, no, you didn't. I know right now you did not. Right. 30 seconds into this run, I could tell you didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't be that person. Because yeah. if you are, you're a pathetic douche. I know. So. Seriously. Like, come on. <laughs> we should start our own little, like, group, like, hunting those out. Like, just go on. Oh, there's this website. This is totally off off topic. But there's this website, and it's called, like, marathoncheats.com. Have you guys ever heard of this? I don't know if that's what the name no. of the website is, but it's something like that. And he writes a blog or whatever, and he, like, finds people that have cheated in road races. Oh, my gosh. It's hilarious. Oh, really? We? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So people <laughs> will do these, you know, marathons or whatever it is or even road races and he'll figure it out and he'll be like, this person should not have Mm -hmm. been able to run seven minute pace. They're more of like a nine minute pace person. And then he'll like go like 
deep into it and he'll be like this mm-hmm. is where i think they cut the course wow and then like it all gets reported to race directors because yeah. people are getting like boston qualifiers and all this stuff and they're cheating uh and then there's other people that will be like they you know they're defending themselves to the death right they're like mm-hmm. i did not cut the course or whatever and they're like this i've, I've read crazy <laughs> stories of like this lady that went back and did the course on her bike to try and be able to prove that she did it with her GPS files and stuff like that. And just like, (laughs) is she the one that was kind of like the big target recently? I don't know. Was this caught was cheating quite a few times. There, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That was. It's, are you talking about the Iron Man one? Because there yeah. was an Iron Man woman oh. who she had been a multiple time qualifier at Kona. Yeah, there was one of those. And people yeah. had, for years, and she had been started to call, and it was turned out. I mean, I'm not sure how much you can actually prove, prove, but they. But she'd been proved beyond a very reasonable doubt. She'd been cutting yeah. courses for years, and then all of a sudden they wanted her to turn over some new data, and she's like, "Oh, I can't find her. All my data got destroyed." And can you so, arrest people? For that, I think you no, should be able to arrest people. It's just a game. Yeah, I would have a terrible time defending myself too. You've got, like, no you've got data. to reproduce data. I'd be like, "This is all made up data. I don't even know." Like, I manually uploaded all this. You can go into my old garment files. I'd have it saved, but if that's all gone, yeah, but all you have to do is uh, come try to sit on my wheel for the next hour. <laughs> that's and the we'll only see. thing that I have on my side. Is like, I can sleep well at night knowing I was like, okay, at least I have race results. That's it. Yeah. All right, here's another one, real quick. Always work in round numbers. Don't go yeah. and, and finish at 99.7 or 99.8 or 99.9 miles. I go right around your cul-de-sac and get over to that 100-mile mark. And uh-huh. for good measure, get over to 101.1 because Strava will cut off a tenth of a mile exactly. every flipping time. It's driving right. nuts. They will. So. I've, I've totally broken this rule before. That's not a rule. Go do it. But yeah. you've you've done no. the, the oh, ride I've, where you came up short. I finished a ride at like 98 one time. It was like 98 and a half or something like that. And, and you my, didn't go get that? My, my neighbors were like, you didn't want to go finish it off, and I'm like, nah. It was, <laughs> it was something. It was something along the lines of like I had done three or four hundred milers, like you know, yeah, in very was, recent times, and I was like, I don't care, you know. I think doing a 99.9 like that was, once just for comedy's yeah. sake. You should yeah, do, I think you it, should do that. I once, think it'd be but. funnier to do that actually. <laughs> I did like I actually had that thought, Matt. Like, so I was on the trainer Sunday, and I was yeah. like at 93 miles. Yeah, I think I was whatever. like, I got to run after this. I was like, what? Like, why do I care? I've already done multiple, like, centuries indoors. Like, like, I don't need that extra seven miles. Once you yeah. prove that you can do 100 miles. Yeah. Like, right now, I haven't done 100 miles since You should February just do a bunch of 95s. Yeah. Just, like, but, stop at 95 for a bunch of rides. Right, right killing now, my OCD, man. <laughs> I know. I feel like right now, I would want to prove to myself that I could do it. Yeah. But, like, after I've done a couple, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I don't huh. care. 99. <laughs> Dude, I've, I've got to roll over 100. And if I'm at, yeah. like, if you're close. you know, 2,995 feet of elevation gain. I'll go right up and down my little road yep. here once or twice just to get over that 3,000 mile or uh, yeah. feet climbed. Or if I I'm, did that on our uh, our Thursday ride. When I got home, I was like really close to 4,000 yeah. feet or something. And yeah. I'm like, I'm going back up the hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I need to get over 4,000 feet. That's always my favorite with runners, though, and Matt has always talked about this, is if you're at like 9.72, you're going to run circles around a parking lot until you're at 10. Like literally, I have... <laughs> yeah. The, running's the only one I will be a little bit OCD about. I'll like run around my car. Yeah. Like we're talking like a 10 yard radius. I'll run around my car to make sure I hit something. I, I did like a out and back to finish out nine miles on my run that I was like limping on. That was so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> exactly. Because I finished it like 8.8 or something and I was like, yeah, I got to finish off nine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's another one. By yay or nay, have you guys ever Strava stalked somebody? Oh, oh every, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> basically every single evening in my life, yes. <laughs> How do you think I know? Like, I know guys I'm racing. Uh-huh. I know the exact training they've been doing uh-huh. since eight weeks ago. 
I don't. <laughs> right. Yeah. If it's if it's public yeah. information, oh. get on there and look. Well, but I mean, and like like guys playing football, baseball, and soccer will spend hours a week watching film. We have Strava, which can tell you exactly what somebody's been doing training wise. <laughs> right. You can know exactly what situation you're getting yourself into. Okay. Now, if there's somebody who you want to know how they're doing and their account's set to private, have you tried like all the little workarounds to get in there and see some of the ride profiles? Because there's where there's oh, a world, there's a way. To, oh, don't tell me this. <laughs> I'm a programmer and I haven't even thought about it. Strava flybys, unless they're oh, old, flybys, if, yeah. if they're truly, truly locked down and they have it set up to where nobody can see their stuff, then yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a possibility. But a lot of people don't know that you have to go in there and turn off the Strava flybys. And if you know that that person was out riding with somebody and you, maybe uh, you know that somebody, yeah. you can go in there and look at their profile and then and you can click the Strava. The well, it'll ah. automatically group them together and you can look at the Strava flyby and you can see who they were riding with. And then once you do that, you can click on it and you can see the ride profile from that day. Now, you still oh. can't go in and see historical data. You've got to yeah. kind of pea shoot your way into getting into seeing oh, a particular taking ride. Taking my stock into a whole new level. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what makes me mad? Oh, another unwritten rule. This is a big unwritten rule. Okay. If you, this is mostly a triathletes thing. Uh, I'll say, if you're a triathlete, either post all your workouts or don't post anything. I hate when you get triathletes. I hate partials. Partials drive me nuts because then you're I like, have no idea what your training load was going into that race. They're doing that just to screw I know, with you. Because I'll, I'll look at some of these guys. <laughs> like mission accomplished. I'll look yeah. at some of these guys who are dropping crazy runs in these 73, these pro guys. I'm like, yeah, sure, you ran 13 miles that week. There's no way in heck yeah. you only bike two hours a week going into this race and drop a 205. Okay, here's another one. Springboarding off of that. Uh-huh. There are people that will do quote unquote secret training. They'll they'll do all the yeah. rides and they'll keep it private where nobody can That's see that. That's the rule. So don't don't see like, their oh, that, drives me nuts. Yeah. So-and-so's only riding like one <laughs> well, or two days a week when in fact they're riding five or six and yeah. they're training hard. So here's yeah. the thing. I they only about, post I, their recovery I, rides too. <laughs> I totally thought about this. I, I'm big on being like open book. You can see all of my training. Like you want to uh-huh. see how I got somewhere. Like just look it up. It's all public, which I think is fantastic. I really like that. But if you have a coach, there are some coaches that are like, I don't want you posting all of my That's training. That's true. Because yeah. someone could just follow along with your. Oh, your yeah. Just so, take away call. the watts and stuff. I mean, just take away the data. Still, then from it. still yeah. you can. I don't know. You can. You can be yeah. like, okay, the you know. I know that Evan's coach has him do this A, B, C, and D. Like, I can just do the same thing. And, like, basically, I'm getting Evan's coach for free. Yeah. You know what? I never Evan's thought about is, that. That's actually a very good point. Evan's coach is Evan, though. So well, that's okay. a problem. Well, <laughs> but there are a lot of people that pay yeah. coaches good money. And that's oh, yeah. the coach's livelihood. And it if is. Some, well, I can understand that. No. Well, and if you talk, if you interview, if you're interviewing four coaches, like, one of the things that I've done talking to him is like, mm-hmm. hey, I, you know, I tell them, I'm like, I post everything. Like, I don't try to keep anything secret. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to, you know, and I think good coaches will say, there's no secret to being good. You have to work hard. That's the secret. You right. know, it's like, you know, and, and so fair game, like post everything. So. Well, yeah. And I mean, I know when, when I was being coached by Chris Lee, he's under uh, AJ Baco's coaching. Mm-hmm. That was always AJ's joke is like, it's like, there's no secret workout. Right. He's like, the secret workout is seven years of hard work. Right. There you go. <laughs> yes. Top secret. Yeah. There you go. Oh no. There's, there's some top secret interval out there. Apparently we're doing our <laughs> intervals wrong. You got to hit this exact percentage at this exact time and rest this many seconds or could, it doesn't work. <laughs> I could see, there are places where I could see it, right? Like, so, and I'm not thinking about like triathletes and, and psychologists necessarily but i'm thinking like collegiate running teams or something like mm-hmm. that like um i was like we well always, i don't want another team knowing exactly what form right. i am going into well, a race not only that but it's like okay like the you know arkansas does a really good job tapering and this is now i know exactly mm-hmm. what they do i know exactly how they taper and from a coaching perspective 
I feel like tapering and getting that right is really hard. And if you can figure that out, that's a, that's a strategic advantage, mm-hmm. right? Like you want to be the best coach and you want to beat the other SEC team. Mm-hmm. If, if I were coaching probably at that collegiate level, I might tell my team like, don't post up. I don't, I like, don't see don't a lot of collegiate online. runners post doing up. that. Well, and it's probably because their coaches, a lot of them run without watches. I mean like really a lot of the yeah. collegiate kids still yeah. run like, you know, no watches. They just do what the coach but I'm says. Gu- I'm guessing yeah. that a lot of their coaches are like, don't post our workouts online. Yeah. I would agree. You know? Yeah. Cause and you just don't want like, there's, there's certain things where like you can almost make it a strategy where it's like, if you're one of the top runners in the NCAA, you might let a workout slip. That's like, Oh, I, I broke four minutes in a mile in a workout. Like that's going to scare your competition. Right. Like right. there are certain things I think that you can do or, you know, or you don't tell, I mean, so there's a different way to take it. Like, what, like don't tell people that that actually happened or like tell people and like psych them out. Like, I don't know, like that, that could mm-hmm. be something to think about. Like if you're racing, if you're towing the line, Evan, against a guy and you, yeah. you know, they broke four minutes in the mile this week. Yeah. In a workout, yeah, you're you're psyched out. You're oh, done. I I you're know for I know I have to drop him on the bike then. So <laughs> that changes then my race strategy. So yeah. you're right. Yeah, that that would be like yeah. If I'm looking at somebody and they just dropped like a 10 mile run at some crazy fast pace, Scarcity. I know going into this race like yeah. oh I better not be on the bike coming off with this guy. So maybe at the even at the pro triathlon level, it might be something to either like don't post anything at all or. Mm-hmm maybe post stuff and mess with people. I don't know. See, well, this, <laughs> maybe well, strategy well, this is my thing is nobody's scared of me at any way. So I'll post everything. Cause I mean, <laughs> yeah. nobody's scared of a mid packer, but we're what, you know, I mean, I'm sure if you're at, let's say like Andrew Starkowitz's level, who's, right. you know, just won Galveston and now going into Ironman, Texas and really good form. I can understand. And I know Starkey doesn't post much on Strava. He'll post an occasional ride, I think, but I completely understand from his right. point of view, especially with Starkey's run form always being so up and down. From, I mean, I would never post a run if I was him. I wouldn't yeah. want anybody to know what my run form looks like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good point. I need another ruling from you guys on another uh, mm-hmm. okay. gray area. situation. I don't know if it's necessarily gray, but I'm just curious what you guys' thought process is on this. So where we live, there's a, a little rural area called Washougal. And a lot of people that listen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like there's hills out there. It's beautiful. It's great riding. There's not a lot of cars. And there's mm-hmm. uh, one in particular segment out there that um, I was taken out by a friend of ours, uh, Matt, uh, Corey Duncan took me out. And it's called Maybe Mines. And it's a Maybe long Mines. grinder of a climb. Um, it's, gosh, I want to say it's a good 13, 14 minute climb. And it's at the beginning, it's super steep. And where's where's this in terms with sky? It's east of sky. It's kind of like okay. it's closer you, to the river. Closer I'm not to sure if gorge. I've hit that climb. You know where Salmon Falls Road is? Yeah. So you yeah. get out to Salmon Falls Road and you go left. And okay. then um, it kind of rolls a little bit. And then it starts to climb back up. Well, right before you start to climb back up, um, like once you turn left on the Salmon Falls Road, it's mm-hmm. maybe half mile up or so. And then there's okay. a little offshoot called maybe Mines. So our, a friend mm-hmm. of ours took out there. He's like, oh, this is a good climb. You'll like this one. So we went up it and he said, go after it. Go get it if you want. And and I went up and got the, the gist of it. And we went out and did it another time. And as a matter of fact, I might have even been with Matt on this ride or it was somebody else. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But yeah. I was out with another person and I'm like, I'm going to go get after this a little bit. So went up, still didn't have the pacing right. And I ended up getting a KOM. I took the kids KOM by... I don't know, 20 seconds or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And later on that day, I'm in Portland doing something with my family and I get a notification like, um, uh uh-oh, so-and-so just took your KOM. I'm like, wait a second. I looked at that and it was the same kid that I took it from. (laughs) So, uh, and and like, I, I, I even like, I gave him a kudos. I'm like, hey man, well done. And so I ended up pulling up his ride profile. He got in his car, cause he doesn't live Uh out there. He got in his car. He drove out there and parked at the base of Baby Mines. He did a warm-up ride for about five or ten minutes, 
And then he went and he hammered it and turned himself inside out and ended up taking my KOM by like 10 seconds. So basically or something like set that. his 10-minute PR wattage. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I didn't want to lose that one. So hey, I think that's fair game. That's yeah. fair game. He fair did game. it on his bike, under his own power, yep. under his own will. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's legit. So, yeah. But yeah. he probably had to drive. It's fair game, but come on. Like, <laughs> uh, you're <laughs> right. I had to, but that's the game. It's fair game. You're right. No, it, it I, was on his bike. Yep. I've had the he same did. thing happen to me, like uh, a runner that was like, this is really, common in running. Yeah, yeah I've really seen this happen felt in running. attached to um to some KOMs and was basically like, you know, geared up and raced it. Like you know, yeah. you drive over, warm up, and like race it. And yeah. I'm like, eh, fair game. Like he, you know. Yeah. Now, to speak for my behalf, I thought it was perfectly fine. As a yeah. matter yeah. of fact, I yeah. I laughed out loud. I yeah. literally laughed out loud. I'm like, oh, dude, I love that, that is, competitiveness. That though, is out of awesome. Him. That is kind of cool. <laughs> so yeah, he went out and went for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks later, I went out and I Did took, you get it again? took it back from him by about a minute, minute and twenty seconds, and like set that thing way out. Go get that one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that was that was yeah. pretty funny. Well, so. and, and even us, like we, I know that some of us have like totally like cruised out to a segment, like not necessarily like driven out and like warmed up and yeah, and, like hammered it certain that way. But like I know a lot of you know we've like cruised to a certain segment and it's kind of like you can almost use it as a workout like cruise out to I'm thinking of like China Ditch Road or whatever yeah. it is like you know maybe even some like kind of like warm up stuff and like use that as part of the workout where it's like, we're going to go hard on the segment. Sure. Right. Yeah. Great. This is going to be part of the, you know, piece of the puzzle. I mean, that like, was, that was exactly what we did Saturday. Yeah. I mean, that was a two hour and change ride that was based around that segment. It's it not, was, we were just going to hit that segment. Yeah, that's yeah. not that much different than, it's a little weird to drive out there. Yes. But like, it's yeah, not we that definitely much drive out there. It's not that much, <laughs> I rode from my apartment. But yeah. It's not that much different than it's I, about than, a 45 minute ride to get out yeah, there though. It's so, a little crazy, but, but still I, Kudos to him. Applauded him for his yeah, like, gumption absolutely. to go out there and get it back. But, I love it. Um, I hope. I hope he keeps on trying to get Jake's yeah. KOM up that thing. I, I, you know what? Since then, we've done quite a few team rides back there, and I think he. Uh -huh. got, I don't. As a matter of fact, he might just barely be hanging on to the top ten now. Yeah. But, um, and I think the last time I checked, I still have the KOM on that. But um, it, it's pretty funny. And I would. Love I gotta to go see find him. that climb now, Jake. <laughs> if it's it. deep enough, if, if it's it. deep well, enough, it's, I'm gonna need it. If it's thirteen it. minutes, it's probably just that. I can't remember what my. I just need it outside of that five minute mark. If it's outside that five minute mark, I can hang. But if it's under that, Jake's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, all right. A couple other quick things here. What do you, I think these are awesome. What do you guys think about um, the Strava art? People that go out there and pre-route uh, a course. I love that. Some of that amazes me. Some of that truly, it's awesome. No, I think it's amazing, some of it. I absolutely love that. And I've, yeah. been, I've been dying to do something. So oh, yeah, um, we've yeah. never done that. We, we should, should collaborate on doing yeah. something funny. We should do a team Strava art thing. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we had a local guy that did a, a, a turtle. Oh, shark, shark Week, too. Yeah, yeah shark, shark Week. Mark Weinrich. Yeah, Mark Weinrich. Yeah, Mark Wein yep. yeah, Weinrich. yeah so cool. I, I was cool. able to go on that ride. And I actually follow a guy uh, that lives on Vancouver Island um, up yeah. in Canada yeah, 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 yeah. who for years did Astrava art every week. And I purely follow him because I want to see the art. I'm pretty sure yeah. when I retire, that's what I'm going to do. Because I'm going to finally <laughs> turn on my Strava to GPS. I'm just going to do Strava art all day. I've yeah. seen some stuff that's pretty inappropriate, but oh yeah. my gosh, it is it so funny. Just big giant phallic picture and you're like, oh, I can't believe know? he did that, but that is hilarious. Do you know what would be hilarious is trying to do that open water. Now, yeah, the GPS no. can be a little shoddy yeah, in open water, but if you could Strava art open water, we that'd could. be a true skill. totally do it. Oh, yeah. that'd be an incredible skill. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one, um, post pictures up on your rides. 
Yeah. That, yeah. That's fun. I yeah. mean, I was trying to, unless you're like in a, like a workout where you've got to keep your nose to the ground, you got to be able mm-hmm. to do your thing, you know, take some pictures while you're out there. Because, um, for me, I like seeing where people ride yeah. and if I could see some cool stuff that might mo- motivate me to go try something new or to see the stuff that you saw, because mm-hmm. I love seeing nature and all that. So yeah. I've been posting some stuff that I probably shouldn't where it's just like, you know, I'll have a morning picture or whatever it is. And it's, you know, I, I, I don't know if I've done this recently, but it'll be like, um, you know, here's the trail that I usually run, but the, the photo is like from like a week ago or something like that, where it's like drone shot, you know, whatever uh, it is. Yeah. I probably should should keep Strava pictures specific to the, you know, having done those pictures on the activity. Well, I think it can post on the activity, but it won't put it into your picture feed because it oh, wasn't okay. taken during the timestamp of your ride, nice. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's but cool. I'm fine no, I, no, I think if you took the picture... Well, now, if you're going and jacking it off of Google Images or right. something like that and saying, like, I did this, no, well, don't do that. But if it's your picture that you took with your, your drone or like sure. with your camera or something, that's that's cool. Yeah, I just like having pretty pictures on my Strava. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I don't think anybody would claim that I stole any of my race pictures from anywhere else. They're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty terrible pictures usually. So. All right, this is running a little bit long, um, but I, I just wanted to throw this one last thing out there. Do you guys have any like little Strava tips or hacks that we can maybe share with people that we have found to be functional or cool or um, something that they could use as they mm-hmm. delve into Strava even deeper? Evan, auto mm-hmm. upload your auto upload your <laughs> workouts. Auto, auto upload. <laughs> <laughs> here's I'll another, figure it out. Here's another cool. We like to give kudos, right? So let's mm-hmm. say that we go on a team ride and it's just the four of us, or maybe there's even 10 of us out there. If you go and open up your profile uh, mm-hmm. for that ride profile and you'll, it'll show you all the different people that, that you're riding with, you click on that and then you'll have the list of all those people. Take your phone, shake it in your hand, and then what? you give everybody kudos that you no rode with. This way. That's your little hack. Oh my yeah. gosh. So it's like, awesome. Like if you've done a Seriously? race and there was 150 people other in it. 150 kudos. Yeah. You can give all 150 people a kudos. Or, you can, or you can tell just to give the people kudos that are your friends or you can say wow. everyone. So you can give like a big mass like kudo bomb to everybody. Me and Matt are both trying this out. What's nice is like when we do yeah. our team rides, I mean, you still want to go and look at everybody's stuff, but if you just want to do it really quick and simple. Oh, I just did it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I just, you just got a kudos from me, Evan, by the way. Oh, nice. Oh, wait. No. You didn't, did you upload your, I don't know. If, oh yeah. You, I don't know. My Saturday maybe. ride. Maybe, maybe be uploaded. You might've gotten, uh, you didn't. But there I you need go. to find a group something here. Hold <laughs> on. Um, cool. That is an awesome hack. Playing that game all day. <laughs> uh, another thing, Strava and Garmin never agree oh, on yeah, no. metrics. <laughs> That's true. So if your Garmin says 100.0 miles and you're like, woohoo, I crossed over that hundred mile mark. And if you're OCD like me, um, and you really want it to stay there, and you go and you upload it every single time you go in. Strava's going to put ninety nine point nine or ninety nine point eight. You have to go like, an extra tenth of a mile. You at stupid least. Strava. Yeah. So that's your little hack. Go make sure that you put in just a couple, like an extra tenth or so miles, so that you can land on that number that you want to <laughs> land on. You know, this past weekend when I did Yamhill, like on my Garmin, it says like sixty point one four or something like that yeah. was my actual ride, and then it, when it uploaded to Strava, it said sixty point zero. So it definitely. Um, it definitely cut me short a little bit there, but that's just another little hack. Um, that's awesome. And then there's a lot of cool um, little spin-off apps, and we've talked about some of them, but there's a neat app called um, Relive.cc. So oh, yeah. I like those guys. That's kind of neat. So basically what it does, as soon as your ride is done, it will automatically send it over to Relive, and then Relive actually puts it into this cool 3D map thing, and then it will email it to you or 
text it to or whatever format you want it sent to you. And then it will actually show like the GPS moving through everything um, like you're yeah. riding and it'll show you going up in hills and all that stuff. And if you take pictures along the way and it'll that's up, it'll pop up. up and it'll show the picture where it's at. And it's just really neat to kind of show this like 3D image of this worldview of like where you did your ride. So it's kind of a neat little thing to, um, you know, just kind of get a, a little recap of your ride that you did. I think those are pretty cool. And then there's other stuff like a uh, toolbox for Strava. There's a lot of little, um, things that you can pull off of mm-hmm. that, um, to, to kind of see what's going on with you in comparison to, um, you know, they call your friends. You just get real much more, uh, in-depth analysis, uh, if you will. And then, um, like a plugin, like a Chrome plugin, I think. Is that what that's called, Matt? Yeah, there so, are. Yeah, Chrome and plugin. you can get even more detailed stuff that you can. Um, oh, yeah. I use the I use one of the plugins for Chrome and you get a lot of great detail. It will Maybe. tell you how you compare to like Cat 1 cyclist, Cat 2 cyclist, Pro cyclist. It will just it will give you all this really cool in-depth stuff and it'll give you more analytics that you can kind of dig into if you're really a Strava junk and you, and you dig the numbers. And Is that something result. you do on your phone or your computer? That one you have to do on the computer. That one in particular you have to do on the computer. Um, and then there's other stuff like Bello Viewer. So if you actually go and Google like you know Strava apps or Strava plugins or Strava extensions or you know Strava toolkits and all this stuff, mm-hmm. it will give you a bunch of different things. They're just they're they're neat things to play with. And a lot of people just don't know that they exist. They just think what's in Strava is what you get. And you know it's just like the difference between looking at the app and then you jump on a desktop. If you jump on the desktop, you get even more data and information um, mm-hmm. than you do with the app. So. Um, I don't know, just kind of fun stuff to play with. Mm-hmm. Cool. Any last things for Strava, you guys? They have a premium version, and I personally don't use the premium version. The standard version that is free is very good uh, for those of you guys that are considering the app. Um, but I think, you know, you'll if you listen to this group, they'll probably say the premium version is worth it. I have been with Strava since 2011, mm-hmm. and I think it was in 2011 or 2012 that I started paying for the stream, the, yeah. the premium Strava. Um, part of that was me saying, "My God, this has done so much good stuff for me. Like, I don't mm-hmm. mind giving them the five or six bucks a month right. to support yeah. them because I want them to continue to make the app better." Now they've become like this world dominant power. They're the big giant like ape in the room, mm-hmm. but um, I still don't mind giving them because there are some benefits that you get from it. You get more detailed power analytics. You can mm-hmm. get more detailed just information in general there's like training stuff that you can follow um and then if you're really a strava junk and you like going out and chasing those segments um you can actually get the the notifiers so yeah like if i'm out riding and yeah. i've i've started a segment as like all right I, this is one that i want to have in my list of segments that i want to be able to attack um when i'm out riding it will actually push that information into my garmin my garmin knows where that segment's at and as i'm coming up onto it it's like hey set the segment's coming up in 600 feet or 500 feet and then mm-hmm. it'll count down for you and it's like ready set go and then while i'm in ride i can look down at the segment i can get live instant results as to how far ahead or how far behind i am of the kom or my friend or what my pr is you can you can choose which one you want to chase out there um if you don't think you can ever get the kom and you just want to you know if it was me wanting to just take down lance and he and i'll never get the KOM, i can i can mark him or key him in so i can look Mm -hmm. at his time or if i just want to look at my pr and i want to best myself then i can chase that as well so it's for me it's a great little training tool like when i'm in fit and i'm in shape and i'm out training and i want to go out and chase stuff down i'll put mm-hmm. those in and we've talked about the fartlek training before that we've done and i'll just come up with a route and i'll be kind of cruising around when i feel good i'll go over and hit that segment and i'll try mm-hmm. and hit it hard and if i get the kom great then i'll move on to the next one and then i'll kind of putz around until i get that next segment and go hammer that and i'm looking down at that and if i know that i'm within like a second or two of that person i'm going to push a little bit harder and that's not something i would do 
naturally if I didn't have that carrot to chase. So Mm -hmm. it's going to make me have a better training effect. And I think that that right there, that feature right there for me is worth it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Their power analytics kind of crappy. Um, you can get better stuff from just your Garmin, but, um, it's still there and it's still something that you can view. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Yeah, maybe they'll improve it. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. And then with Strava too, we talked with uh, Dennis Cutrell last week. They're going to have that, um, Oh, right. Integrated. Beretta. Yeah, Beretta integrated with Strava too. So yes. that, mm-hmm. that's going to be kind of interesting. And so That'll be cool hopefully if they develops, can yeah. mm-hmm. get their stuff more in check with like the likes of uh, Training Peaks or something like that yeah. to have more detailed mm-hmm. power stuff and not be so socially heavy. Um, I think yeah. Strava could just be this massive juggernaut that would be tough to take down. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah update on that um, from our last podcast last week. The company was Breda and um, I did get in to check out the app and looks good. Looks really good. They're working really hard on it. You know, um, from a development perspective, it looks like they got a lot of work ahead of them. It's just, but that's just part of software. And so um, I think you guys will like checking that out when you guys mm-hmm. get inside of, of the app. Uh, but people can go and apply to be part of the beta. And then when they open up the beta, which we think is going to be next month. That's what be, they said, yeah. They'll be invited mm-hmm. to do that. So, Good. Yep. Good. Very cool. Cool. Thanks for following up on that. All right. Anything else from Strava, guys? That's it. That's cool. On Strava. One yeah. last thing. Uh, Evan, start with this one last thing. Uh, Ironman Texas is coming up this weekend. And my mother's racing. So Ooh, go T. Oh, cool. Yep. Go T. They're going to have good mm-hmm. weather down there? Um, I haven't been looking at their weather, but I would imagine it's going to be hot. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Pretty hot. Probably human too. Matt, one last thing. Uh, I posted a couple videos last week and one of them was, um, five free things that you can do to go faster on the bike. Uh, slight mistake there. Cause I kind of like just started going off on a tangent on like, um, bike fitting and things like that. I was talking about, you know, like, oh, you can bring your elbows in and things like that and go faster. And then I'm like, but you should probably get a professional bike fit. Professional bike fits aren't free. So I probably should have left that out of the video. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, but you but you did preface. You said free as in that you don't have to put in more training for yeah, the thing. Yeah, but really those things were but supposed to be But what if you say free, pretty, free. please, like really nice. Maybe they'll give it to you for <laughs> yeah, free. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Could happen. Yeah. Could get a professional bike fit for free. We don't know yeah. the pricing structure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have a follow-up video on that as well on the YouTubes. And it's going to be five cheap things that you can do for free speed um i can give you you know some stuff like you know using latex inner tubes is faster than using butyl inner tubes and Mm -hmm. some stuff like that um i've done videos on some of these things before uh but there are things that are not necessarily like buy race wheels that are two thousand dollars like there are other things that you can do that are pretty cheap that are you know pretty advantageous to your cycling for sure i think pushing the pedals harder is pretty cheap too isn't it it's it's very it's very affordable i heard that that works but i don't don't know i don't know that seems like a crazy idea for me you know it's uh uh, that's a, that's a dangerous perspective. I this start pushing true. hard, and then all of a sudden, and then it starts to then hurt. Though, yeah, then I have to stop <laughs> pushing hard. And Matt, we'll remind home. us one more time where we can see these videos uh, on the YouTube. YouTube.com/slash/mlegrand is the channel, and there is like over seventy videos up there now. Something crazy like Woo. that. I don't know. Yeah. That's big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. <laughs> big time. Lance Hepler, backpedal. No, just kidding. One last <laughs> thing. Backpedal. Uh, this weekend, I'm actually doing a three-day uh, stage gravel race in Bend, Oregon. Wow. So that's the plan Very for cool. this weekend. Nice. So a uh, little bit of drama going into it because they've had so much snow this year. I saw a picture of somebody plowing snow. Yeah, yeah. the race director, Chad Sperry, was trying to plow a four-mile section yep. of Gosh. gravel road that still had snow on it. And so the course might need to be altered a little bit if Dope. it doesn't uh, uh, clear out. So, How are you feeling for that? Uh, you know, I've kind of been gearing towards it. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I, 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 I feel okay, but there's so many solid, strong guys. I have no um, aspirations of glory. Is this a sanctioned race? Will this go on the over results? I think. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm confused as to which gravel races are going on the over things and which aren't. Huh. Because they haven't added any gravel bar points for anything yet. They're supposed to, and it's coming up yeah. in the results. But yeah. they're... <laughs> Yeah, so it's, I'm on the board of directors. I should talk to somebody because yeah. we're still missing like bar points from like I think it's like two or three races. Like there's no mudslinger. There's no right. um, oh gosh, there was another. Oh, the other the gorge gravel grinder. Yeah, like that's not there's results, but it's not tied over the bar points. So right. uh, I'll, I'll ping those guys. And we'll get you yeah. guys an update next week. So so when you're doing that, um, will you be gone next week when we do our podcast? No, I think I'll be back. I think the the final stage is on Sunday morning. Uh huh. And I think I'm going to be back. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I should be back, I think. Yeah. <laughs> keep, us po- keep us posted. Because then I have to turn around and I'm driving to San Diego right after that. So I need to be home for a couple of days. Gotcha. Gotcha. Whatever. Just All a right. <laughs> My one last thing is um, there's no local racing. Lance will be doing the uh, the Bend race, which is what? How many hours is that from here? Three? Full three and a half. Three and a half hours? Yeah. So um, most people will not be doing any racing this weekend. So if you are local here and you want to join us, we will be posting up a team ride for this Saturday. We'll go nice. up and we'll get her done. And if the I'll weather's good, if the mm-hmm. weather's good, I might even try and introduce one of those uh, newbie rides after the ride. So if anybody's oh, interested cool. in sticking around and, and kind of chaperoning a, a few people that are maybe new to cycling or mm-hmm. wanting to work on their fitness and want to come out and ride with the dialed cycling guys, and gals, um, we'll do that. And then possibly if the weather's good and I've got the time on Sunday, we might be doing a, uh, a whatchamacallit, a youth ride too. Oh, so, cool. What right. time mm-hmm. would the new bride be? So we'll probably do the regular ride. Usually we start about 9 o'clock. I'm guessing 11, 30, 12. Okay. Somewhere in there. Um, probably keep it somewhat short, um, probably inside of an hour, hour-ish. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see how that goes. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. Boys. Thank you. You bet. It was mm-hmm. a great week. People listening to this, by the time, if you're looking down right now, you're probably looking at two hours. I think we just set a record. <laughs> this is our record. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess we have more to say about Strava than I. Rolling on Strava. I was long, wondering. Long, long backpedal. Yeah, well. it was yeah. kind of a long backpedal. It's kind of my fault. And a touchy and topic. Yeah. <laughs> Sensitive topic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we talked about Strava and we had a lot to talk about. So um, yeah. Anyway, you guys, thank you as always for coming here to uh, talk shop. It's always a fun time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good luck with your weeks this week. Lance, good luck this weekend. And looking mm-hmm. forward to getting a nice little uh, recap next week. And we promise to keep it short because Lance will probably be the only one talking. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> probably talk for 45 minutes by himself anyhow. Uh-huh. It's a problem. So, yeah. Uh, you guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye for now. <laughs>